With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Make sure you download the Woodward Sports app in the App Store and the Google Play Store today. Take Woodward Sports with you wherever you go and listen live on your phone or mobile device. And good morning, everybody. Welcome to the Morning Woodward Show here on the Woodward Sports Network. Thank you for joining us this morning. Appreciate it as always. Myself, Jeff Iafrady. Alex, thank you for being here. Fish, God bless you. How are you doing, buddy? Uh, I'm doing good. It's a good Thursday morning. Um, decked out because New Zealand okay, football just follow, is playing. Yeah, explain this to me. They, this uh, is New Zealand football, right? Well, New Zealand soccer. But they uh, they lost, but they were expected to lose. But, uh... It's a good day. They play at home on Sunday for the first time in, I don't know, like a thousand days, so I'm excited. What do you mean? I don't get that. Why so long? Because uh, of COVID and the fact that... It's been like two years. Well, I know, years. but they're New Zealand. They're like in a tiny island, so they don't play very much soccer. But they're in Oceania, so they automatically buddy. I really qualify. Do. I hate everything about your country. Why? I just, I can't do it. Sorry. That's why Australia moved to the Asian Federation so that they can play more games. It's stupid. Bunch of traitors, but Super. I like that country too. Whatever. You hey, know what your country ha- doesn't USA, have that we have? USA plays tomorrow against Japan. We're watching that. It's a friendly. That. Stop it, Fish. It's a big game. It's not a big game. It's a friendly. It's an exhibition. It's a warm-up. Stop it. Well, they still need to win. Whatever. Good morning, Jeff. Good morning. How are you? I'm good. Hair backwards today? Yeah, yeah. Rolling in here, saw I threw the hat on. All right, no problem. For some reason, I haven't been able to go consecutive days by just throwing some gel in it, but it's okay. Yeah, it's a you problem. Let's get the show started. Mon Ross St. Brown. <laughs> legend. All right, first, before we get to his legendary comments, he was voted NFC Offensive Player of the Week mm-hmm. for a brilliant performance, led the team in rushing yards, led the team in receptions and receiving yards, of course, had a few scores. Uh, he had a phenomenal week. But it was after the game where he kind of stole the show. Uh, talking with, uh, speaking yesterday with uh, media at Allen Park, <laughs> he put Deami Brown in, in a, a body, body bag. bag, man. Yeah, he did. Wow. He didn't ask for that. The guy had zero <laughs> catches. I mean, I don't even need to go through his stat line. Basically, he was irrelevant. <laughs> my, my goodness. No chill, just like his father. I love it. And, and you saw it, too, when he said it. It, it. He reminds me, and I mentioned this before, but he, he reminds me of, he has that Kobe, Michael Jordan mindset, like that petty, but also he doesn't never forgets anything. Like, he's, he's always going to hold that and, and use that against him. So I love it. It's like finding it's, it's, that chip on your shoulder, exactly. that extra motivation that you need. Exactly. Like MJ. He does a hell of a job of it. MJ Who would have thought going into the game, other than Amon Ross St. Brown? All right, we're playing the Washington Commanders today. All right. Deami Brown, I remember you. I remember you taking before me. Bet. I'm going to give your team hell today. Well, you sit on the sideline and do nothing. And he's probably not even. He's probably just chilling. Unreal. Unreal. He's, I, a, perf- he's a perfectionist, man. I mean, He's a perfectionist. He is one of the better wide receivers in the NFL. 
Yep. You know, it's it's gotten to the point. We did this in May. This was a conversation, a legit conversation we had. And the NFL came out with a list of the top 32 wide receivers. And guess who didn't make the cut? This is back in May, just yeah. so you know. Yeah, Amon Rossi Brown did not make the cut at the time. He did not make the cut. Even though? Even though he had more receptions than, I don't know, Amari Cooper, Jamar Chase, George Kittle. He just More yards than Amari Cooper, Darnell Mooney. Do I need to go on the list here? Um, all these players, uh, Brandon Ayuk, Christian Kirk, all these players that were listed above him. And I'm kind of revisiting now and laughing because the conversation isn't, is he top 32 anymore? Is he top 10? And right now he's playing at a, not a top 10 level. He's playing at a top 5 level. Yeah. You go back to last season, the past eight weeks, going back to last season, there has not been a better wide receiver other than Cooper Cup, Justin Jefferson, Stephon Diggs. That is who Amon Ross St. Brown is with. And not only that, he's in the conversation with Michael Thomas and Antonio Brown in terms of, you know, consecutive games with A-plus reception. So say what you want about those guys and, and their character issues. They were still really good wide receivers. I mean, Antonio Brown in his prime was different, and Michael Thomas was the best wide receiver in his prime. So to be in that company, it's impressive. I mean, for a guy who was drafted in the fourth round and, again, keeps receipts, doesn't forget, has that work ethic, comes from a, a family that pushes him, John Brown. I mean, that guy, it's Neil's favorite guy. I mean, I don't blame him either. Amon Ross St. Brown's been living off spit, and now he's out here destroying DBs. So you got to love it. I love that he's a perfectionist. He's going to outwork you. Um, again, like if you look, if you think about it, guys with his mindset, you just don't see it often with wide receivers. I mean, you see guys that are killers. But someone like Amon Ross St. Brown who after a win, after a win, Goes into the presser and says, the one thing, he had a great game, fantastic game, two touchdowns, over 100 yards. First thing he says is, I should have caught that ball on fourth down. That was the first thing he brought up, and I love that, man. I mean, you, you need guys like that, especially the culture Dan's building, he and, and Brad as well. He fits that. He fits that. He's a dog. Let's, let's look around the league right now. Who do you think leads the league in receiving yards? Uh, I'll say Stephon Diggs. Close. I'm a Cooper Cup. Okay, Cooper Cup. Still the top dog right now, but Stephon Diggs number two. Okay. With 270 yards. Or excuse me. Yep, yep. I lied. I lied. Read it. Wrong order. Tyreek Hill leads the league. Oh, yeah. He with 284. Big game. Sorry. My mistake. Stephon Diggs in second place, like I said. Jalen Waddell in third. Cooper Cup in fourth. Justin Jefferson fifth. Amon Ross St. Brown sitting there three yards behind Chamar Chase. Jamar Chase, ahead of Travis Kelsey, ahead of uh, two rookies, Drake London and Mark Andrews, or excuse me, Drake London, Garrett uh, Wilson, mm -hmm. ahead of Mark Andrews, ahead of Devontae Adams, ahead of Brandon Cooks, Tyler Lockett, Dallas Goddard. He's ahead of all these pass catchers around the league. Rashad Bateman. Not bad if you ask me. And he's got the best catch percentage out of all the rookies in his class through their career mm -hmm. so i mean you could argue he's the most reliable receiver out of his class and he's, he's sitting in the there fourth top round. 10 right now mm -hmm. and i think you can make a legitimate case he is a top 10 wide receiver in the nfl right oh now. yeah absolutely first his consistency. impact his consistency his impact on the game he's definitely has to be top 10 
He's an excellent run blocker. Like things like that don't get noticed right. enough. Does all the dirty work. I'm hearing all the I mean he's a he's another Cooper Cup. That's great and all. I love the way Cooper Cup blocks. That's phenomenal. The comparison we had when he came out of college last year was Heinz Ward. Right. Really gritty blocker. Uh, will block for the team. What he develops as a slot player, we'll see. Nobody saw this. No. Now he's just Amon Ross St. Brown. And That's who he is. It is insane to me. Alex, if you could. Um, so I have a special video for you, Jeff. Probably want to put in your, your earpiece real quick. Can't wait. All right. May 31st. This was the conversation that we were having here on the morning show. Go for it. The top 32 wide receivers in the NFL. How Amon Ross St. Brown isn't a top 32 wide receiver is beyond me. And this isn't coming from a Detroit Lions supporter. Detroit Lions fan. No, 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 no. 15th in receptions last year with 90. 30th in yards. More than A.J. Brown. More than George Kittle. More than Amari Cooper. 15th in receptions. More receptions than Jamar Chase, D.K. Metcalf, Debo Samuel. Keep in mind, he only started nine games. Oh, he's not a top 32 wide receiver is beyond me. Why this stupid list has Christian Kirk, Amari Cooper, any of these... I don't want to hear it. Just production. Last year. Who was a better wide receiver? This kid was better than most. The players I will list off right now. Amon Ross St. Brown is better than. Christian Kirk, Michael Gallup, Devontae Smith, Brandon Ayuk, Michael Pittman, Darnell Moody. Jeff, that's pretty spot on. Yeah, yeah. May 31st to be exact. Definitely spot on. I mean, again, comparing him to other wide receivers, it's crazy because his first year in the league, I feel like, especially Lions fans, it was almost too good to be true. The last, you know, great wide receiver we had was a Hall of Famer. So it's crazy now to have Amon Ross St. Brown and, and Kelvin versus Amon Ra. Kelvin dropped, drafted, you know, second overall. Then you have Amon Ra, who's shorter, smaller. You found fourth him in the fourth round. round. <laughs> it's and just, look, it, it's the comparison. Look around it's the league. Funny. What, what round was Stephon Dix taken? Um, was he like second? Mm-hmm. And then Devonte Adams, second. Yeah, second. Cooper Cup, third. Tyreek Hill, I mean, he was he wasn't a first round pick. No. Nope. So I yeah. Look, we've always talked about this, didn't we? We've given the Steelers credit for this for over a decade. Being able to find Emmanuel Sanders, uh, Antonio Brown. There's one more receiver I'm missing. Excuse me. Long story short, we always credit. The Pittsburgh Steelers with drafting receivers in the later rounds and them turning out. Michael Thomas is not a first-round pick. No, he's not. So the fact that it's now the Lions who aren't who aren't spending a first-round pick on a receiver and he's already top 10 in the league right now in terms of production? My God. And you go, again, date back to last season from when his streak started. You won't find four wide receivers that are better than him. Receptions, yards, touchdowns, you name it. Unbelievable the stretch he had. You go last season, 90 receptions, 912 yards, five touchdowns, and that was only starting nine games. Right. And that was only less than half a season with Ben Johnson and Dan Campbell in charge of the offense. And the most impressive thing to me is he, he didn't put up these absurd numbers in college. No. So like that, that I think that displays and shows also his work ethic coming into the league and look at how he's transitioned. The second half of last season, damn near put up most of his yards. I mean, he had 900 yards, but most of that production came in the second half. So give him a full season. 
I man, he could be easily what 13, he's special. 12, I, I think he's already yards. special. Um, do I think he can beat you vertically like a uh, Randy Moss, Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase? No, you saw him running. No, but that, that doesn't matter. Who cares? Like the prototypical Terrell Owens, Randy. That, those days are over. Welcome to the era of you know Wes Walker really started this all those years ago. Now where you have these smaller guys like a Cooper Cup, like an Amon Ross St. Brown now, not the Jaylen fastest. Waddell, but they can, they can get to their Hill, spots. Speed, running routes, good run blockers. I mean, this is beautiful. It's it's an art. And St. Brown deserves all the credit in the world for it. Phenomenal, phenomenal start to his young career. 8-15, we've got the Lions having the fourth highest touchdown percentage drive Speaking in of the Amon NFL. Whew. Lions offense is cooking. 8-30, we'll cover more of the Minnesota and the Detroit game, 845, we got TJ Hawkinson. We have to address him. Top of the hour, Lions, Minnesota. 917, we are joined by Owen Agoverson, Michigan State. Recap the Washington game and, of course, preview the upcoming weekend against Minnesota. Michael Mike joins us at 930. Can't wait to have Mike on. Talk some Lions. And then, of course, we'll cap up the show Thursday Night Football, Fantasy Football. You guys know the deal. So before we get to all that, we'll take a quick break. And when we get back, excuse me, like I said, we'll go over the... Detroit Lions having the fourth highest drive touchdown percentage in the NFL. But I got to tell you about our good friends over at Lady Jane's Haircuts for Men. My God, my beard is starting to grow again. And you know where I'm going to be in a few hours? That is at Lady Jane's Haircuts for Men. Open 10 to 8, seven days a week. Walk in anytime. No appointment necessary. Their awesome styles will take care of you like they take care of me. So look, if you, if you need to get trimmed up, if your hair is as bad as Jeff's, get to Lady Jane's. Their stylists will take care of you like they take care of me. Phenomenal job. 10 to 8, 7 days a week. No appointment necessary. Lady Janes, it's wicked awesome. The sports marketing agency would not be who we are without great community partners like Higuera Health and Carol Zaniga. It's an awesome opportunity to partner with your organization. Higuera Health is a, a comprehensive behavioral health organization. We serve children through older adults with mental health, substance use, and uh, developmental disabilities across Western Wayne counties and really excited to now be in Downriver communities as well. Give us a call at 734-458-4601. You don't have to go to the beach, man. You don't have to get your butt cracked full of sand. You just need the little chili peppers, man, to get that glowing beach chili peppers tan. With 26 locations in the Metro Detroit area and more coming, Chili Peppers Tanning is where you'll find the cleanest salons in the D. Join the Pepper Club for the best deals on unlimited tanning. Head to ChiliPeppersTanning.com. You just need a little chili peppers, man. Make sure it's seen and heard. Corner, jumper, and... Tweet us. Hop on the YouTube chat. Slide in the DMS at Woodward Sports on all social media. All right. Looking to buy or sell your home? Let me tell you about my good friend, Michael Phillips. He is the best in the business, whether you're a player or a fan. He's here to help you buy, sell, or invest and it's his top priority. Being in the game for over 23 years makes Mike the number one option for anybody. If you have any real estate needs or questions, please call my good friend Michael Phillips at 313-403-0011. That's 313-403-0011. And get your game on, everybody. 
All right, we're back here on the Morning Woodward Show. Jeff, Iafredi joining me this morning. Jeff, the Lions have the fourth highest touchdown percentage in terms of uh, touchdown drive percentage, excuse me, in the NFL. It's crazy. They are cooking. With gas. Under Ben Johnson. And we talked about it going into the season. I don't think people quite understood just how good it would be this early on. Mm -hmm. But I'm not really surprised by the production. I wish I could tell you I was surprised, but I'm really not. I knew what you had in the offensive coordinator. I, I think we both we yeah. talked at nauseum over this. Confidence in the offensive coordinator. Jared Goff to have a much better season going into year two. The under, pieces around him. Right? Last year, he shows up to camp. He had just gotten dumped by his uh, his girlfriend, basically. They shipped him off with two first-round picks. We don't want you anymore. Comes here. The team is not the best roster. Not many weapons. They suck. They don't know how to use Amon Ross St. Brown for the first half of the season, clearly. And it's Anthony Lynn. It's a disaster. They start off 0-8. Everything is awful. Nagging injuries. The O-line is hurt. Da-da-da. I can go on and on. And then he ends the season on a good stretch in the last six games that he played. 3-3. Or, excuse me, the last four games he played, he was 3-1 as a starter. And it was was pretty good. It was pretty good from him. Uh, Top three passer rating in the NFL during that stretch. Mm -hmm. And he's going into this year now with more weapons. Uh, A healthier offensive line-ish. A healthy backfield with DeAndre Swift, with, which really opens up the whole field for him. And then St. Brown emerging as a young star in this league. You have DJ Chark now, Josh Reynolds, who he trusts. And, of course, an OC who believes in him and will put him in a position to succeed. I am not surprised at all. I'm really not. No. This is what you expected going into the year. The question we had was, well, what's the defense going to be doing? And what kind of position is the defense going to be putting the offense in? If this offense can play ahead... You saw what happened against Washington. That was tough for them. Right. Oh, is this offense going to play from behind? You saw what happened against Philly. The quite, quite the opposite. So it's really about can they jump out to an early lead? Can they continue to be efficient? And can the defense make a stop or two? And so far, you've seen both ends of the spectrum. But the offense, Jeff, it's phenomenal. No, I mean, we knew they'd be efficient. We, we had that discussion for weeks before the season. Uh, more explosive, more creative. And I think a byproduct of that is the efficiency, which you're seeing. I mean, the highest, fourth highest uh, touchdown drive percentage in the NFL, they're converting in the red zone. And you saw it through game one and game two. They were efficient. Now, there's this, you know, against the commanders, a, you know, the fourth down call they went for, I had no problem with that. They didn't end up getting it. And I think they still left a lot of points out on the field. So it's crazy to think about. And that's without TJ Hawkinson and DJ Chark playing to the level we expect them to be playing at. Um, really, the main concern for me is, is injuries, if this offense can stay healthy. But even that, I mean, three offensive linemen out against the commanders, and you can run the ball effectively, you can protect Jared Goff. Honestly, I think it speaks to the offense buying in to Ben Johnson. And I love what, what Dan's been preaching, Ben's been preaching, that next man up mentality, which you've been seeing on display so far. I mean, that's what good teams do. Honestly, you miss a piece or two on your offense. Guys step up, you play, you still find a way to play well. They battle adversity. That's what they've been doing. So no no, no complaints about Ben Johnson. I think with Jared Goff, we, we've talked about this. Say what you want about Jared. You can win with Jared Goff. I mean, you can win games with him. Um, you can have an efficient offense with him. Um, as long as, uh, again, good coaching, pieces around him, and he has both those things. So I, I want to say act like I'm surprised, but I'm really not. I mean, if you give a guy like Jared great coaching, and you give him the pieces that has been given. No Jamison Williams yet, which is crazy to think about, too. That's going to be another piece of this offense to be able to open things up. But overall, 
I, I think it just honestly speaks to what Ben Johnson's been preaching to this offense and, and their ability. They've all bought in, and uh, now it's just about keeping up and being consistent. We'll see. I mean, they're one of the highest-scoring offenses right now. I believe they scored the most touchdowns in the NFL. Touchdowns. Yep, nine. Because Bills and the Chiefs, have, they've had pick sixes. The Lions haven't had that. But, uh, again, they're efficient at them. And a lot of that, again, has to do with Ben Johnson. Because if you know, you know. Anthony Lynn last year... I get it. It was Jared Goff's first year with the Detroit Lions, but you could tell that offense needed a lot of work. And, and they didn't have, they don't have too many more pieces. They have DJ Chark, of course, and, but still, they had, they missed three offensive linemen last game, and the offense still looked good. Where do you think the Lions rank in terms of total yards in the NFL? What are they? Total yards. Total yards per game. To Say give top you to, three. Uh, to give you context, just so you get a number, leading the league. Is the Eagles with 470 yards a game. Yeah, because what they do on the ground, too. Miami, 427 a game. Buffalo, 413. Where do you think the Lions are? I'll say top five. All right, well, you're absolutely right. On the money, number four. Oh. With 406 yards per game in total offense. It's crazy. More than the Chiefs, more than the Bucks, more than every other team outside of Miami, Buffalo, and Philly. And you go to the rushing. <laughs> what teams lead the NFL in rushing? Take a guess. Top three teams. Who are they? I'd say the Eagles are up there. Okay. Um, I would say it's another team that's been pounding the ball. Maybe the Browns? Jeff, I love you. That's why I love doing the show with you. Cleveland, number one at 200 yards a game. Philly, number two at 189. Number three coming in hot. The Detroit Lions Ooh. at 186 yards per game. And that's with the limited DeAndre last game. Third in rushing yards per game. Fourth in total yards per game in the NFL. This is not an accident. This isn't the defense is forcing turnovers. You get a short field to get some points up. You're scoring a ton. Right. This is a team that is moving the ball up and down the field almost at will. You really take out that first quarter and a half from the Philly game to start the season. I mean, they've been, they've been on it. The first drive was really good. They really stumbled for the rest of the half. And then this third quarter, fourth quarter, they found their stride. They got seven in the third. They got 14 in the fourth. The rest is history. They, they did lose the game. But the rest is history. They did a hell of a job, I think, uh, at least recovering to the best of their abilities. Coaching did not help them in week one. But week two, coaching was definitely there. The backups definitely st uh, helped out. They stepped in and did a hell of a job. That's absolutely an attribute to the coaching. Jared Goff played a hell of a game. His sixth career game with four touchdowns, zero interceptions, by the way. Tying, I believe, Steve Young and Dan Marino. Correct. I saw that stat. That is ridiculous. DeAndre Swift. Do I, do I even need to have a conversation about DeAndre Swift and what he's doing in the NFL right now? We talked about a thousand and a thousand. I'll playfully joke. This is a thing. Now, do I think the receiving is doable? That's I the tough don't. part, yeah. But you're looking at a 1,300-yard back, 1,400-yard yeah. back if right he's, now. If he's healthy and he gets uh, – yeah, you have to worry about health because last game he only got five carries. Now, he made the most of those five carries. <laughs> he did. He's, but that's he's the most impressive He's 10 part, yards a carry Which right is now. ridiculous. Now, if he can get more carries, not saying you got to give him 25 carries, but he could easily be an 11-, 1,200-yard rusher. There's no doubt. You know, we give, we're give we giving this offense a lot of credit for the way they're throwing the football, moving the ball downfield. Right. But – it all starts with the run game. Always. And what Ben Johnson has been able to do, he's really revamped the way the Lions run the football. Multiple, multiple tight end sets. Tight end sets with offensive linemen and additional offensive linemen. And what they're doing, essentially... And you know what? We're, we're going to get filmed for this tomorrow. We're, we're going to break it down together. 
But what's happening right now, Jeff, is the Lions are creating holes. And I'm not talking, you know, those the running backs really got to make it work. And, it, and if it does, it's good. They are parting the sea right now right. at the line of scrimmage. It is unbelievable. And it starts with what? Run block scheme. Spreading All it that is, it's power runs. Yeah. Pulling the guards. You, The way they pull the guards, the, they double team so effectively. And the easiest way for a play to get blown up is if you miss a double team or somebody misses a block. Two games into the year, they are dominating the line of scrimmage. And it's because of their run scheme. It's phenomenal. That I... And in the minute, I wish I could sit here and like have a different conversation and tell you, look, you know, they got to work on the run game. They got to do this better. I would love to do that. I can't. They this offense outside of again a quarter and a half has been exceptional. Have had their way with opposing defenses. Have protected Jared Goff pretty damn well, and have run the football at a level you didn't even expect. Right. One hundred eighty-six a game. A healthy DeAndre Swift? My goodness, Jeff. The most impressive thing to me is to be able to run the football and then the following week be able to run the football. Like, there's it, Ben Johnson in his scheming, and that's the thing you notice, too. They have the play with Amon Ross St. Brown in the end around. Like, that was probably in a formation where Washington's thinking they're going to run the ball. Boom. Well, how many times did they motion Amon they didn't Ra. give it to him. He set that up, man. Yeah, right. It's crazy. And it is. I, I, I'm going to go back and find out the exact number of times they ran that set for them to set it up in that exact moment when they used it. It was the perfect play call. Washington had just scored. They're coming on the field, ready for a conventional, hand it off, and let's see what's going to happen. They pull the end around. St. Brown goes 50-plus yards down the field. We all know the rest. That, that is. But it's keeping defenses guessing. That's a good yes. OC. That, that's a good OC. There's that. There is. Let's, let's call it what it is. The way they are run blocking at, at this point to start the year is nothing short of it's it's beyond impressive. It's unbelievable. It's it's everything you could have dreamed of when you hired Ben Johnson. And again, three years ago, four years ago, six years ago, I would have pulled my hair out had the Lions ever considered hiring internally. And suddenly, Dan Campbell gets hired. Granted, Ben Johnson was here before uh, Dan, but you start to hear the name, right, after the Anthony Lynn decision. Well, there's this young guy in the building. He's really coming up helping with uh, play calling. He's really helping out with planning for the game. Okay, cool. I like this name, Ben Johnson. Let's learn more about him. Let's take a deeper dive. Oh, okay, wait. Zach Taylor tried to hire him. Oh, wait. He comes from this tree. Whoa, whoa, whoa. There's something there. Right. The conversation happens on the show. We start talking more about Ben Johnson. He should be the O.C., I mean, this is, as much as I'd love to sit here and literally tell you to your face, hey, Jeff, 100%, this is what I expected out of Ben Johnson, I'd be lying. I would be. Not, not this level of production. No. With this, again, it is a pain in the ass team to game plan for, and they don't even have Jameson Williams available yet. Hawkinson's playing like a turd. But he has them clicking. And it starts really at the fundamental level at the line of scrimmage. And that's coaching. Look at Kyle Shanahan. Like, imagine facing Kyle Shanahan and the San Francisco 49ers, and you know they're going to run the football at him. 
and they still run the football and they're able to run it. Like that's, I think to me, that's how, how I identify good OCs or good coaches offensively is if a team knows what you're going to do and you still have success doing it, I think that tells a lot about you and your knowledge. Of the when game. you're able to run the ball the way the Lions are able to, right? You put out extra tight ends. You put out the extra offensive linemen. Right. That also sets up, I don't know, play, <laughs> play action, man. Just and who's constantly that, on your toes. Who benefits from it, right? Because now you're sucking in the safeties. You're sucking in these linebackers. Outside receivers and Jared. Jared as well. And so far, it's really been Amon Ross St. Brown benefiting a lot. Yeah. Josh Reynolds at times, too. But St. Brown... Guys, I don't want to hear that. Oh, the league hasn't adjusted for him yet, Adam. No, every opposing team, I promise you, start their week. Hey, guys, all right, we got Detroit this week. Here's what we need to understand. If we lose at the line of scrimmage, we are done for. That's the first thing you say as a defensive coordinator. Interior, on the edge, we need to be perfect. This is what the Lions like to do. This is how they pull their guards. This is the sets they run, yada, yada, yada. They get into all of that. And then they say, you see this guy number 14 right here? That guy is a problem. I don't ever want to see us not having at least two people guarding this individual. I'll live with DJ Chark. I will live with Josh Reynolds. I will live with Hawkinson. But don't you dare let this guy run for 70 yards on us and catch another 115 and two touchdowns. Don't we dare line you up in the end zone, or excuse me, in the red zone one-on-one -on -one against this guy because you can't guard him because clearly they couldn't guard him in Washington and clearly they couldn't guard him against Philly so who the hell are we teams are game planning for this guy and he's still beating him because of his individual brilliance because mm -hmm. of the scheme because of the amazing game planning by Ben Johnson and company the rapport with him and the Jared. rapport with Jared Goff everything is clicking right now mm -hmm. but I don't want to hear the excuses of oh well St. Brown no one's adjusting to him yet I promise you, he was circled on that bulletin board alongside DeAndre Swift. Those are the two X-Factor players on offense right now. And that's how it'll be for the rest of the year. And we haven't even seen Jameson Williams at the field, which is, I find, insane. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And you can't even pull the, well, they haven't really played. They play two teams that are pretty good defensively, especially that pretty good secondaries. So I'm not going to sit here and say it's not like they play the Tennessee Titans yep. where you have Stephon Diggs running around like a madman and getting open. It's He's playing some tough teams defensively and he's still getting open. So give credit where it's due. Fair enough. Let's take a quick pause. When we get back, more Detroit Lions talk coming up in a bit. Lions play the Minnesota Vikings, by the way, this Sunday in Minnesota. Big divisional game. Their first division game of the year. This is a, this is a test. It's a big one. This is about, again, I would say Philly was 
one of those games again i i still think they let it go but this is a big test because of the nfc you, North. you are gonna understand what kind of football team you have and if you can go out and beat minnesota i'm not ready for monday <laughs> if that happens jeff tell everybody at home about our good friends over at Cintron. guys Cintron is the official energy drink of the red wings Cintron's combined three all three of their delicious flavors into a limited edition six-pack sampler box. You see it on the screen. If you're watching on WoodwardSports.com, they got the cranberry, the sugar-free, the original. Try it and pre-order your Cintron six-pack sampler box today at CintronWorld.com slash Red Wings. Don't forget, get energized with Cintron. New to the game or a season better? OddsTrader.com has everything you need to make the right bet ahead of kickoff. Begin your handicapping journey with OddsTrader. Improve your edge by finding the best price on every game from sportsbooks in your backyard. Take advantage of the numerous sign-up bonus offers to pad your bankroll. Dive into key game statistics, player performance, and even account for the projected game day weather. Best of all, you can use the OddsTrader bet tracker to keep a log of your action. Welcome to OddsTrader, and best of luck. Hi, I'm John from Betterate Mortgage, and to me, family is more than blood. That's why I have the biggest family in Metro Detroit. If you're looking to buy a house or refinance and need a loan, come get treated better than family by me and our entire team here at Better Rate Mortgage. We pride ourselves on giving you better advice, better service, and a better loan experience. That's why we are Better Rate. If you're looking for a new mortgage, come get treated like family. Actually, better with Better Rate Mortgage. Visit us at mybetterrate.com or call at 248-480-4467 today. Woodward Avenue, the first paved road in America. Woodward Sports, the first sports network born in Detroit and made for Detroit. Bedrock. All right, Bedrock, Detroit, ladies Detroit. and gentlemen, open until the 25th. I apologize, Fish. But the summer is better at the Monroe Street Midway. Why? Art festivities, live music, Ooh. food trucks, Ooh. free Wi Fi so you can work from the park. Oh. Roller skate. Oh. And much more. I love it. Only open till Sunday, it. so get down there. It's closing in a few days, guys. Take advantage of the Monroe Street Midway. Nice it's a great time. Too. Take your kids, take hot, your wife, not too cold. take your girlfriend. Hell, take your mistress. I don't know what you're doing with your life. Long story short, go enjoy your time at the Monroe Street Midway. <laughs> we are back here on the Morning Woodward Show. Thank you all for joining us here on the Woodward Sports Network. If you're watching live, over at our website on woodwardsports.com. It is appreciated. If you're in the chat, it is appreciated. <laughs> Very appreciated. We have some really neat things coming in the coming through the pipelines over the next few weeks. So excited to share all that news with you guys eventually. But Jeff. Ah this conversation. There was no avoiding it. <laughs> there was no avoiding it. It's inevitable. The Lions, and I hate this, but if the Lions win on Sunday, Jeff, do you change your expectations? Um, no. I uh, will. I see. It's a tough question because if they beat Minnesota, a team that I on thought the would road. be on the road, a team that I thought would be second in the division, I had them at ten and six. The Packers at eleven, or excuse me, ten and seven. The Packers at eleven and six. Uh, I mean, certainly it would give you optimism about where this team is. But again, I have to see what they do defensively because that's always my biggest concern because it's, that's never going to change my expectations. We knew from the beginning. I picked them to go 8-9. and nine. That was based on the offense 
not being a top three offense in the league, but being a very, very efficient, a very good offense. My question, though, is defensively. And, again, if they come out and have a, a, a fantastic performance against the Minnesota Vikings, you know, Jeff Okuda plays well, and these guys look good, although I think they're going to miss John Comiskey a little bit because he is out for the for, unforeseeable future. Uh, I don't think it's really going to change my expectations for the, for the future for the season. I think they'll still get eight wins. Let's say they beat Minnesota. I think they get, there's still a chance. It doesn't mean they can't drop a game that I thought they'd win down the line. So I don't think it changes my expectations too much, but it definitely lets me know that they're ahead of schedule because their second year, we didn't think they'd be at this point. The division, the NFC North, is wide open right now. All the teams are 1-1. One and, one. and if you beat Minnesota and Green Bay loses, you're number one in the NFC North, Adam, which would be... I mean, if you told me that before the season, I would have never guessed that. So that's the most impressive thing. If you can go on the road and win... We're going to have nothing but good things to say about this football team. Now, you know, context matters, of course. Uh, but I wouldn't say it changes my expectations. I mean, we, we've always said they can contend for the playoffs. You know, eight wins in the NFC can possibly get you a wild card spot. But the bigger picture is you'd be leading. You know, I get it's early in the season, but you'd be leading the NFC North right now. But again, I, I had them splitting with Minnesota. So doesn't mean they can't still lose at home to Minnesota. So I'm not going to say it does, Adam. It doesn't change my expectations, but it definitely lets me know that this football team is, is ahead of schedule because if you're beating teams this early on the road, it lets me know that the team's stepping up. So I don't um, want to discredit a potential win on Sunday. No, let me start it, it by would, saying it would that. be big. But it won't change my expectations given, welcome to the NFL, Jeff. And you know what? If you guys want me to throw something out there you probably won't like, they're going to lose a game they probably shouldn't. And we're going to have to eat that one. Just like the Bills the Bang- lost to the Jaguars. Bengals lost to Cooper Rush. Bengals lost to Cooper Rush. You go to week one, the Bears beating the Niners. No team is excused from losing games you probably shouldn't lose. So I, I want to caution the Minnesota game. Uh, look, uh, the win would be phenomenal. The win would mean a ton. It would really inspire a lot of confidence for me and this coaching staff. And what I say before the season, November, I will have an answer on what I think of this coaching staff. Mm-hmm. The jokes aside, the kneecaps aside, rah, rah, all the additions, all the mistakes, all the good decisions. Give me till November, mid to late November. And I will have my personal opinion answer on this coaching staff. Right. That will only encourage me. If they're able to go on the road against a division opponent, I believe is one of the better teams in the NFC and win that game. Having said that, if they lose, again, depending on the fashion, but either way, it doesn't, the macro doesn't change. Now, would you be pissed on a Monday if they lost a close game because of a bad decision or a botched play? You, everybody would. That's not, that's not excusable. But the macro picture, if everything was supposed to happen the way it should be, you technically should lose this game. Does that make sense? So there isn't a Monday where this team is one and two, where I'm overreacting, and a Monday where they're two and one, and I'm overreacting. I'm still at the macro picture here. I think seven and ten. Eight and nine is a possibility. I think it's seven and ten this year. So I, I, I can't have a knee jerk reaction you you're upset with me on on the monday after philly good you blew that game you had every opportunity to win that game you blew it your coaching staff blew it those decisions horrendous i don't want to talk about coaching decisions 
You go out and lose it to a better team, all right, you can live with that. It's the NFL. It's a 17-game season. You're two games in. After Sunday, you'll be three games in. There are still 14 games left to play for. A lot of things can happen. So I don't want to sit here and say my expectations will change because what I went in with going into the season, the only way that could ever change, Jeff, the only way I could ever change my expectations is at the midway point, this is a 6-3 and three or a 7-2 and two football team. Yeah, well, yeah, then we got to talk. I mean, that's then a, that's then a we have to team. sit here and say, boy, not only were we wrong about where this team was at, this coaching staff has them further along than we ever could expect. Now, do I expect them to start 7-2, and 6-3? and three? I don't. But the point is that get there and I, we can have that conversation. Right. But I'm, I'm not willing to just pull myself out of my macro expectations for this football team. No, I mean, look at the Giants. They're 2-0. and oh. It doesn't matter how they've won. Yeah, they've squeaked by both these teams, but... On top of that, you don't think in New York the Giants fans are saying we're going to make the playoffs? And they could very well make the playoffs, but teams are going to, you know, early in the season be better than what's on paper. The Giants look good. We look very good offensively. But, again, I'm with you, Adam. I don't think, you know, unless they beat the Vikings decisively and the defense looks, you know, phenomenal, other than that, like you said, you can drop a game throughout the season. I mean, you could beat the Vikings and still end up going 8-9. I could still believe that, so... Um, it doesn't really change too much. 100%. And you know what? 9 o'clock, we're going to go into the matchup specifically. So I don't want to give away too much right now. But let's just have an open conversation. Where can the Lions punish the Minnesota Vikings? Let's start. In the, at, at the line of scrimmage on offense, right? You're confident in this offensive line. Minnesota secondary, they struggled. Yeah. to say the least, against Philly. But but yeah. the pass rush was there. You have to be mindful of that, but you have a very capable offensive line. Yeah, They got home against Green Bay. They didn't get home really too much against Jennifer, they gave up. So. They're giving up five yards of carry this year. Fits right into what Detroit wants to do. Mm-hmm. There is opportunity here, but where can Minnesota hurt the Lions? The Lions are giving up over five yards of carry as well. Dalvin Cook... Slow start to the season. They're going to want to get him involved. Every time Dalvin Cook has played since I can remember, he's dominated the Lions. He's going to play a big factor in this game. Last season, Justin Jefferson had almost 140 yards at halftime. It's crazy. So we got to be very mindful of the strengths the Lions bring to the table and what the Vikings bring to the table. And it is so cliche for me to sit up here and say, Jeff, the team that wins time of possession and the turnover battle, they're going to win the football game. But boy, in a matchup like this, where neither team is really going to win because of their quarterback, who's going to make the plays? Who's going to make that one play that just ends up winning you the game? That one possession that gave you the breathing room you needed to go out and close this game? Will it be St. Brown? Will it be Swift? Will it be Justin Jefferson? Will Adam Thielen have a breakout game? Mm-hmm. Will it be Dalvin Cook? That's the conversation we're going to be having. And, but, and oh, as, as much as the Vikings, too, if you look at the yards given up for each team, the Lions give up 442 yards per game, like rushing and passing. Yep, yep. The, the Vikings give up 433. But look at the point differential. The Vikings give up 15 points per game through two games. The Lions give up 32. So in the red zone, the Vikings have been very, very good. So I'm, I'm curious to see they, what the Lions look their like. Their first game, they dominated Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. They forced a ton of turnovers. So the yard, they were moving up the field, and they just weren't getting anything out <laughs> yeah, of it. Right. And Philly moved up and down the field and scored. So there's a little context yeah. to it, but you're absolutely right. 
When we get back, TJ Hawkinson is tied for the most drops in the NFL. He ranks 32nd among tight ends, according to PFF. Ooh. 32nd. Dang. So we got to get to that in just a bit. But before we do, Jeff, the best defense on and off the field. Guys, we talk about defenses in the NFL. There's inconsistency, but there's zero inconsistency with guarding alarm. Because, guys, fall's here. Summertime is over. But you're still spending some time outside. Let guarding alarm give you peace of mind while you're out enjoying the sunshine. Call 1-800-STAY-OUT. That's 1-800-STAY-OUT. Rest easy knowing you have 24-7 protection. That's 1-800-STAY-OUT. Let them know your friends at Woolworth Sports sent you. See you later. Hi, my diamonds. It's Crystal with an X. You want to get hot and perfect like me? Here's my super easy routine. <laughs> Drink at least a gallon of water before you wake up. <laughs> Attach a weight to everything in your house. Hello? Sell your car and just sprint everywhere. Scream when you exhale. Don't follow Crystal with an X. Do your own thing at Planet Fitness with tons of equipment and free fitness training in our clean and spacious clubs. Join now for just $10 a month and cancel anytime. It's a great day to get some Centron in your life. Ah, okay, okay, okay. There it is, there it is. Centron, here we go. Gotta grab the cranberry. Oh wait, it's two for four. Gotta double up with the classic as well. Centron World, baby. Centron, available at select Kroger's, and if you wanna know how, go to at CentronWorld.com. You get dope like me. You know what? Why wait? Great taste, guaranteed. We are the network for Detroit. By Detroiters. Welcome to the Woodward Sports Network. There is nothing better on game day than a rocking tailgate. With all the fun comes some responsibility too. Host liquor liability is a important coverage when hosting a high school, college, or pro tailgate. Let Mark at Swiss Insurance make sure you are protected so you can enjoy the big game. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chabacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chabacasino.com welcome to the family vgw group no purchase necessary void where prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus with the lucky land slots you can get lucky just about anywhere this is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right, we are back here on the Morning World Show. Thank you for joining us all this morning. 8.45, TJ Hawkinson, Jeff Tide for the most drops in the NFL, along with being the 32nd ranked tight end, according to PFF. Two games, 14 targets, seven receptions, 64 yards, zero touchdowns. It's been a rough start to the season for TJ Hawkinson. I was told that he is, again... One of the better tight ends in the NFL. He's a Pro Bowl tight end. 
You're sleeping on TJ Hawkinson. Year one, 360 yards receiving. His only full season in the NFL, 723 yards receiving. Last year, 583. This season, he is on pace for just over 515 yards. That doesn't seem like the kind of tight end no. that you want to pay. But I want to leave the money out of this. He has struggled so far to start the year. And if Ben Johnson can unlock this run game, he can unlock Amon Ross St. Brown, he can do a good job of putting all these players in a position to succeed, there's no reason Hawkinson can't be put in that position. But if you go back and watch both games, who do you think got the most single, uh, single one-on-one coverages? On the lines. I mean, I would, I would assume it's TJ. Yeah. Because of? And he had seven targets in both games. Yeah, he's, he's getting targets. He's getting the targets, and he has a catch rate of 50%. He's literally Eric Ebron, just not the same player. Different names. Different mentality. Different school. Different potential. Yeah, right. But he has done nothing to say he's different than Eric Ebron. Well, he's done nothing to say he's a top five tight end so far. Well, he's not even top ten right no, now. No, he's not. He's not. I mean, he's the last, like he's at 32nd tight end, according to PFF, which, again, t- say what you want about PFF. I, look, there are things I totally disagree with PFF on. Uh, we are over-exaggerating his, his uh, importance in the run game. Brock Wright did just fine yeah. during the games on Sunday. Hawkinson, yes, has value. We all see the potential in him, but Jeff... I need to see some production, man. Yeah. I'm not asking for 100 yards a game. I'm not even asking for 70, 80 yards a game. But I am asking for you to have impact on the game. That's all. Oh, I love this. Don't insult Ebron. What? What? He's not Ebron. All right, ladies and gentlemen, you really wanted me to do this. I really don't want to have to do this. But we have to do this because we have some ignorant people. All right, guys. Let's play a little game of can you listen? All right. (laughs) Alex, if you don't mind, welcome to the first edition of Can You Listen? Brought to you by the Woodward Sports Network. Let's start. Can you listen? Fact number one. Through 40 games of their first three seasons and their respective careers, TJ Hawkinson and Eric Ebron both played 40 games. Hawkinson caught 160 passes. Ebron, 130 passes. Ebron, 1,500 yards. Hawkinson, 1,600 yards. Ebron, seven touchdowns. Hawkinson, 12 touchdowns. We all agree, by the way. (laughs) Hawkinson has way more potential. But he has played and produced at the same level almost as Eric Ebron. And we give him a pass. Oh, well, Adam, that's not fair. That's not fair. Okay. How about this? How about their rookie year? Ebron had a 53% catch rate. Hawkinson, 54%. How about year two? Hawkinson had 66%. But Ebron had 67%. How about year three? They each had a 72% catch rate. He's not Eric Ebron? What, he has, what, 120 yards, 130 yards more through the air? He has five more touchdowns? Okay. He's produced a little more, a little more. He's Eric Ebron. There's no difference. Outside of the potential we all see. Right. I'll give him it. And he has so much potential. That's the thing with TJ. He can change the narrative, but you're talking about as of right now. As, as of right now, stands, he's, he's, he's produced nothing more than Eric Ebron. 
Yeah. That's the re now, sad reality. Now, 15 games left, but I'm not saying you're wrong. The only thing, and I want to get this clear, too, because everyone, the people that say, well, he can run block. No, he can't. I mean, check the PFF grade, too. He's he's ranked the worst on the Lions offense in terms of his run blocking grade. He's a 51.3. The next lowest, I think, would be is Brock. Or no, it's actually him and Matt Nelson, but Matt Nelson doesn't even play. So that's the thing with TJ. Is that I think that's the myth that gets confused as well. He's, a solid, he's solid in the run game. It's actually not. He's better at pass blocking than he is run blocking. And for what Ben Johnson wants to run, that's TJ's. That's got to be TJ's bread and butter. You got to be better in the run game, especially considering that you can mix up these sets and get TJ open looks out of play action with different sets. If you're going to throw to TJ Hawkinson, he's got to be able to come down with it. I mean, you get seven targets, you got to grab five of those. I mean, f really. I mean, you can't grab what do you have three t grabs last week and three. All right, the previous where do you week. think TJ Hawkinson ranks among tight ends? In terms of total yards, what do you think he ranks out of t total yeah. yards? Is he top five, top ten? No, no. Uh, top fifteen? Maybe fifteen. Okay, I would. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be nice here. Say fifteen. You're gonna say like twenty-five, aren't you? Fifteen. Oh, he is. Yeah. Okay. Exactly fifteen. Okay, that's right. And I he's got what is it? Seventy? No, excuse me. Sixty-four yards through two games. Ian Thomas of the Carolina Panthers, Hayden Hurst, Evan Ingram, Dalton Schultz, Logan Thomas, Jawan Johnson, Zach Ertz, Pat Firemuth, Tyler Higby, Gerald Everett, Darren Waller, Dallas Goddard, Mark Andrews, Travis Kelsey, all have more yards than him. Harrison Bryant, Tyler Conklin, Andrew Beck Shout out Tyler are Conklin. all within 10 yards of TJ Hawkinson through two games. He is not producing at a level you need him to. And again... I will compliment him. I believe he is a matchup nightmare. You saw the individual matchups he had against Washington. He could have easily made them pay. He didn't. He had that one really good catch, which was an insane throw, by the way, from Jared Goff. It was in the exact spot it needed to be. It was perfect. Having said that, you need to see more out of Hawkinson. He only helps open up the offense anyways. And Corey, Corey Perez, TJ is now the one to hate on since Akuta's playing well. Like, that's – to think we're sitting up here and we just decide, you know what, let's hate on TJ. Like, he hasn't been playing well. I mean, I'm sorry. We, we can't be blind to these things. TJ's not playing well. We're going to acknowledge he's not playing well. That's how it is. And he's got to play better. I think he can play better. I'm the one. I'm the idiot who said he'd lead this team in touchdowns. Looking back, he just – he has to play better. For real. So, it has nothing to do with picking on TJ Hawkinson. I mean, come on, guys. Corey. Come on. Do me a favor. Come on. Go, go home to your mom, all right, and ask her to breastfeed you. Wow. And shut the hell up. Wow. Okay? <laughs> wow. All right. All right. Good morning, everybody. Good morning, everybody. Oh, my God. TJ deserves every ounce of criticism. I just showed you he has, he is every bit of Eric Ebron through his first three seasons. Oh, yeah, you're being too harsh. I will acknowledge. I think we all agree. Hawkinson has so much potential. He does. I mean, but I is that all that. we're going to talk about? His potential? His first game in the NFL, he teased you with everything he could be. The tracks Travis Kelsey, Rob Gronkowski, Darren right. Waller, Mark Andrews, Tony Gonzalez, Antonio Gates. He gave you all that game one against the Arizona Cardinals of his career. Nothing remotely close since. Outside of what, Green Bay last year? Early on in the year in, at Lambeau? Come on. Yeah. And you need better from... The guy who, I'm sorry, he was taken number eight overall. No, I'm not going to kill this regime for him. They didn't take him, just like they didn't take Akuda. And if they can find some way to make both of them work, great! 
And no one's. But Hawkinson's going to command a lot of money. Yes, he is. He has one more year, but I doubt. I mean, the guys are going to want to get paid, and, and no fault to TJ. If I'm TJ Hawkinson, I want to get an extension before next season. So um, I'm not saying he's wrong for it, but the reality is you have to question the way he's been playing. That's the reality of it. I'm not sitting here. We're not. We're not saying TJ get him out of town. We're not saying that you have him for the entire season. I, and I believe he will play better. I think he will step it up. But through two games, to be the the 32nd ranked tight end, according to PFF, and to have the run the you know the pat the the run blocking grade he has according to PFF, it's just inexcusable. Like you you got to play better. Considering looking at the, at the tight ends, TJ's by far the best tight end. So go out and perform. He's getting the targets. He's getting the opportunity. He's just got to come down with it. Whether it's the rapport with Jared, whether it's you know him being in his head, whatever it is, he's got to overcome that. I mean, that's what it is. I know he's better than what he's been playing. It doesn't take a genius to see that. If you're a Detroit Lions fan, you know that. But he's got to prove it on the field. And, and through two games, to see what Amon Ross and Brown's doing, to see Brock Wright come down with a big catch. And TJ had a big catch last game as well against the Commanders. But you saw a lot of those drops. And that's unlike TJ. Coming out of college, what was the thing about TJ, Adam? He dropped one ball his last season at Iowa. One ball. And then now he's uh, he just can't catch. So I don't think it's a TJ problem. It's, it's up here for him. It's Let's go through head. some of the starting tight ends around the NFL uh, as of right now. You have Irv Smith Jr., second-round pick. You have Dawson Knox, a third-round pick. You have Mike Gusecki, a second-round pick. Dallas Goddard, a second-round pick. Mark Andrews, a second-round pick. Ian Thomas, a fourth-round pick. Dalton Schultz, a fourth-round pick. Tyler Conklin, a fifth-round pick. Evan Ingram, he's a first-round pick. David Njoku, end of the first round. Gerald Everett, second round. Jonu Smith, third round. George Kittle, fifth round. Hunter Henry, second round. Austin Hooper, third round. Tyler Higby, fourth round. C.J. Uzama, fifth round. Jesse Adams, fifth round. Let's see where else. I'm just, uh, Zach Ertz, second round. Travis Kelsey, third round. Do I need to go on? Like I said, the Giants drafted. You can find the value. The value will be there, whether it's James Mitchell, whether it's I don't care who it is. And I'm not saying you give up on Hawkinson, but you have to admit, you have to acknowledge that he's not playing well. He's not playing well. He's nothing better than Eric Ebron was, yet we sit here and just give him a pass. Oh, you can't talk. You can't be negative about TJ Hawkinson. Eric Ebron was so bad. So bad, Adam. So bad. It's funny how the Giants drafted, what is his name, Bellinger? In like the third round, the first game he played, he got a touchdown. Like yeah. the first catch. I'm not saying he's better than TJ. I'm not saying that. But like you, when you know, you know. Like TJ's got to play better. He, he has to. And that's all we're saying, man. Like I want him to be extended. Uh, but again, you're not paying him top five tight end money from what he's performing through two games. You, you're just not. So um, he has the entire 15-game season left. So no one's overreacting. But we're only acknowledging he's played poorly, which is very true. And you know what, Cheech? Even if I agree that Ebron was worse. He was worse than putting up the same numbers that Hawkinson's putting up. What does that tell you? Similar catch rate. Similar drop rate. You tell me. Top of the hour coming up. We will go through the head-to-head matchups between the Detroit Lions and the Minnesota Vikings. 9-17. Owen will be joining us this morning. Mike or Mike at around 9-30. Go Lions. And, of course, we got Thursday Night Football tonight. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Here we go, Brownies! Here we go! Woo, woo. God, I can't wait to go back to Brown Stadium. Oh! Legendary. 
Do you do that at Lion Games? No. Browns do it, though. Jesus. Get Brownie the Elf out of here. All you have to do is start a chant at the Lions games and it'll convince me to go to more Lion games. Just start a chant while you're walking to your seat. That's all you have to do. It's not that hard. It's not rocket science. Pretty darn simple. Fish? What? It is. <laughs> Just start a chant while you're going to the seats. That's what the Browns do. I love you, Fish. Shut the hell up. It's the first one of the day. <laughs> <laughs> oh god before we get back though jeff could you tell everybody at home about our good friends over at big boy guys you can join the morning woodward show big d energy in imani and edwards with maz this friday tomorrow 8 a.m to 4 p.m at big boy at rochester road on m59 come try their new loaded fries burgers and more hang out with the whole woodward sports crew and see the shows live in action we'll see you there on friday big boy in rochester until then Fellas, let's be honest. We like things to be easy. We like simple stuff, like sports seven days a week. We like things uncomplicated, like Lady Jane's haircuts for men. Open 10 to 8, seven days a week. Walk in anytime. Sign in, sit down, watch your favorite team play. And before you know it, your hair will be game ready. Open 10 to 8, seven days a week. Walk in anytime. Lady Jane's haircuts for men. It's wicked awesome. Life is full of hard choices. We're here to make one of life's biggest decisions as simple as possible. My name is Christina Gennari, and for over 20 years, I've helped hundreds of families buy and sell homes. We cover all of Metro Detroit and more, from large luxury homes to starter homes. We will work hard to make sure that you get the home of your dreams. So if you're in the market today or even thinking about buying or selling in the future, make the obvious choice. Christina Gennari, the obvious choice in real estate. Visit us at soldchristina.com today. Sports Network in Detroit that starts with a W. You know, because we win. Woodward Sports, Detroit's winning sports network. Join the Pepper Club at Chili Peppers Tanning. You'll get all the best deals. Plus, there will be a Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me. And you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. All competitors by $5. Chili Peppers has the hottest bulbs, the hottest deals, and the darkest tans. 26 locations and more on the way. Chili Peppers tan. What was that? I don't know. Joey Pepper's tan. Is there that better? Go. There you go. That's the one I. That's the one I know. Oh God! Top of the hour. Thank you for joining us here on the Morning Woodward Show. Top of the hour, of course, brought to you by our good friends over at Bedrock Detroit. Jeff, we did this last week with Washington. We did it the week prior with Philly. Mm -hmm. Let's break it down head to head. We'll start with the coaching this week. Dan Campbell. Kevin O'Connell, 
Who gets the edge going into Sunday? Uh, I'm going to say Dan Campbell. I like his staff better, and I think he's more experienced at this moment in time. So I'm going to go with Dan. Put me in a tough spot here. Yeah, I mean, you saw the decision-making Kevin O'Connell had yeah, last week. Yeah, he did. He made an awful decision so, before the half, just like Dan Campbell did week one. So it's... Uh, I want to I want to say it's 50-50 as of now, uh, but I would have to give the edge to Dan Campbell. Like you said, more experienced. Uh, Kevin O'Connell, the first game, phenomenal. Coached the perfect game. Not so perfect against Philly, and on the road, you can't make those kind of mistakes. They did. They lost that game. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a big Kevin O'Connell guy, but early two games into his coaching career he's gonna have to make a few adjustments uh not the end all be all having said that quarterback play kirk cousins or jared goff and may i remind you before you answer right this is not a prime time game (laughs) so i I think i know where you're going with this Uh, i'm gonna say jared goff because not only is jared having you know a better year with no Justin Jefferson. He has a Mount Ross and Brown, though. Pretty damn good wide receiver. But I don't know. It's it's hard. This is this is the conversation we had last week between Carson Wentz and Jared Goff. It's like, do I trust either of these guys in big, big moments? Probably not, but I'm going to lean Jared Goff just because of the system he's going to be in. Um, I, I trust him. And, and Delvin Cook isn't running the ball very effectively right now. And I think with the run game, I trust Jared more. So they've been able to run more effectively. And if they establish that play action, I can see Jared being efficient. So I'm going to go Goff. I am going to give it a percentage. I'm going to go 55-45. It's a tough decision for me to make. But Sounds I'm gonna, about right. But I'm going to go with Jared Goff. I think Jared Goff uh, has the better offensive line, just as capable of, uh, as a backfield as Minnesota does with Dalvin Cook. Wide receivers, yes, they don't have Jefferson. They don't have Thielen. But I believe he, Jared Goff, will be the more comfortable quarterback on Sunday, the quarterback under less pressure on Sunday. I'm going to give the edge to Jared Goff, coming off a four-touchdown performance, flawless, a few overthrows against Washington, but really had his best game in the Detroit Lions uniform, in my opinion. Right. I'm going to give the edge to Jared Goff heading into the week. Yeah. Running back, Dalvin Cook. DeAndre Swift, which backfield has the upper hand? Oh, easily. Deeper backfield, and I like how Swift's been playing. I mean, he's been on fire so far, even in limited touches. So I'm going to go with DeAndre Swift. I think Dalvin, obviously, is is a much better running back considering what he was, but so far he hasn't been playing like it. And I expect him to have a good game against the Lions, of course, but I'm going to go with DeAndre Swift. He showed more, and not just that. There's, I think there's more behind him as well. So I'm going to go with DeAndre. I unfortunately have to go Dalvin here. Although I think DeAndre Swift right now is not only playing at a higher level, I think he's healthier. And I think he's more dangerous in the pass game too. Dalvin, though, uh, the advantage I will give Dalvin is the history he has against Detroit. Oh, yeah. Tell me about it. He has his way against the Lions. The Lions are giving up a ton of yards on the ground. It's going to be a tough game. I'll give the edge to Minnesota here. I'll give it to Dalvin Cook. He is going to be a problem on Sunday. Wide receiving core. Jeff, Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen, Amon Ross St. Brown, Josh Reynolds, DJ Chark. Who's got the better receiving core? I'm gonna have to say I'm gonna have to say the Minnesota Vikings here. Just because Justin Jefferson is so good that it brings them, it takes them up an entire level. It really does. I love Amon Ross St. Brown, but Justin Jefferson, you could argue he's the best wide receiver in the league. So I'm going to go with the Vikings. I think Adam Thielen, that's a thousand-yard receiver. I know he's not having the best start, uh, but we know what he can do. I'm going to go with the Vikings. 
I agree. But it's it's not like it's this monstrous Well, cap, I mean, know? the emergence of Amon Ross St. Brown has made this a legitimate conversation, but it is the Minnesota Vikings. Justin Jefferson, easily a top three, top five wide receiver. Who will be guarding him on Sunday? I'm very intrigued. Very intrigued for that matchup, but it's got to be Minnesota. That You just you can't put the Lions over Minnesota right now. Mm-hmm. Fair? Tight ends. TJ Hawkinson, Irv Smith Jr. Who's got the better tight ends? Oh, uh, see, this one's tough, too. Cause well, it's not for me. It's Irv Smith. Oh, no, it's TJ. I think he's a better tight end than Irv Smith, but, again, TJ has been playing like it. That's the, the caveat there. It's like I, I like TJ better, but he hasn't shown me he's better than Irv Smith. So um, I don't have a problem if you go Irv Smith. I'm going to go with just the potential. I believe TJ can, play, can have a better season and is a better tight end than Irv Smith, but he's got to go out and show it. So a little bit of faith coming from me, but I'm going with TJ Hawkinson. All right, fair enough. I will. Uh, I'm gonna stick with Irv Smith. I just I can't with Hawkinson right now. He's not producing, and he's got all the favorable matchups. Right. Look for Irv Smith to have a better outing. Offensive line, we both agree. The Detroit Lions, not even close. It's it really isn't. So do we have any? De- There's no debate here. No. It's the Lions O line. No, yeah. There's not even a question. D line, defensive front. Uh, I think it's pretty close. Yeah, but uh, the Vikings have two guys that are like 10-plus sack guys. Proven, you know, with Zedaria Smith and, and, and Hunter. So I'd probably give it to the Vikings. But I like what the, I like I what think the Lions got. If you're going to give it to the Vikings, you tell me if I'm off here. I'd say 52-48. I think the emergence of Aiden Hutchinson last week was great to see. Charles Harris continues to show his veteran presence. I think this defensive front will only get better as the season goes on. Slight advantage, in my opinion, to the Minnesota Vikings. Thoughts? No, um, I'm with you. I, I, and listen, they, they got to prove it. Aiden Hutchinson, he's been playing extremely well. I like Charles Harris. But the Vikings, I mean, those two, those two guys are 10-plus are sack guys. And they don't have Romeo Okora back yet. So I'm going to go with the Vikings. Fair enough. Fair enough. I'm going to skip the linebackers. Yeah. I'm not, not doing that. Yeah. Secondary. Safeties, corners combined. Who's got the better secondary? Who is more equipped to deal with an Amon Ross St. Brown, a Justin Jefferson, a TJ Hawkinson, a Dalvin Cook, etc.? Which team has a better secondary? Honestly, it's. I think it's pretty close to me. I know they have Harrison Smith, which, you know, by himself, he's a damn good safety. It's close. Uh, Jeff Okuda's shown things the last two games, and I get he's got to do it more and do it for a longer you know, period of time. I'm going to go with the Lions here. But, you know, you have Tracy Walker, who, you know, got to love Tracy Walker, had a really good game against the Eagles, had a tipped pass against the, the Commanders as well, which led to an interception. And then you have Amani Awarie, who's a seven, six, six interception guy. He's, got, he's coming back healthy this week. I'm going to probably, even though I'm not saying the Lions' secondaries are world beaters, I'm going to slightly lean the Lions just because I like their secondary as a whole. Um, I think the Vikings with Harrison Smith, they have pieces definitely. They drafted um, the safety out of Georgia, which we liked a lot. Andrew Booth out of Clemson. They have Andrew Booth out of Clemson. I'm going to give the slight edge to, to the Lions, but it's, it's really close. It really is. I, I have to give the edge to Minnesota. Harrison Smith, Patrick Peterson, Lewis Sign, rookie out of Georgia, Andrew Booth, rookie out of Clemson. This is difficult. Uh, I don't think one secondary is significantly better than the other, but one is more proven. So how will Akuda adjust to guarding one-on-one 
right. with Justin Jefferson? How will Amani Awarie line up? What is Tracy Walker's impact going to be against Dalvin Cook? That There's a lot of questions. I have questions for both teams, to be honest, in the secondary. But I would say Minnesota's more capable. Yeah. More capable as of right now. One of the best safeties. I mean, he's questionable, though, for this game. So we'll see if he plays. And Andrew Booth, uh, Booth as well. But we'll see. We'll see. It's it's close. I'm not going to argue with you. All right. I want to find. I want to finish this up with a question for you. We're talking about Sunday going into the game. Who's got advantages where? Finish the sentence for me. The Minnesota Vikings will win because. I would say because of Justin Jefferson. Really? Yeah. If he can go do what he did like he did against Green Bay and what he's done against the Lions last year, you're going to have a long day. But still, on top of that, I think the Lions offensively can keep up with that. So, um, you know what? It's either Justin Jefferson or I'm going to go with they stop the run. If they can if they can stop the run and make it difficult for the Lions to run the football, I think that's going to cause issues You can issues give me too. one reason offensively and defensively, there you go, right so there. that works. Offensively, so Justin we're, Jefferson. So we're pretty damn close. Yeah. The Vikings will win, in my opinion, because of Dalvin Cook's ability to run the ball, catch out of the backfield. And they will win because they were able to limit the Lions' defense, or excuse me, the Lions' offense, in terms of being able to run. But to be honest with you, that's not going to be easy. No, it's not. And I don't think that's even, that's not even realistic to say. The Lions are going to have their way. They struggled against Philly, they meaning the Minnesota Vikings. I expect the same against Detroit. Finish this sentence. The Detroit Lions will win because... Running the football and getting after the quarterback. That's the two things for me. If you can get after Kirk Cousins like you're able to do against Carson Wentz, Kirk's going to have a long day. And same with Delvin Cook. So for me, I'm going to go with getting after the quarterback, being stout on that defensive line. We'll see how they respond without John Kamiski. And then offensively, it's going to be running the football. That's been the recipe for success for every game so far, so I'm not changing it. you got to be able to run the football, and that's going to open up everything else and allow for guys like Amon Rod to run free and catch some passes. So I'm going to go with those two things. I hate you. That was a really good answer. <laughs> no, seriously. That yeah. was my answer. Kirk Cousins, not scared of him being mobile. Not scared of nope. him escaping the pocket. You get pressure on Kirk, he's going down. Yeah. You saw what Philly did. They got pressure on Kirk. He forced Aaron throws. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Excuse me. Had some force. The pass rush is so key to this game. It'll be key most weeks. But specifically with Kirk Cousins at home, you have to get after the quarterback. You have to make Minnesota uncomfortable. That's where it starts. And then on an offense, controlling the time of possession, That's running it. the football with DeAndre Swift. That is the ultimate key. We agree 100% on it. We'll take a quick break. When we get back, Owen will join us to go over the Washington loss by Michigan State, previewing this upcoming weekend against Minnesota, what it means for Michigan State. Big Ten football officially starting. Very, very excited for that. 9.30, Micro Mike joining us. Still got a lot of good stuff coming up. But before we do, Jeff, our good friends over at the Academy of Warren. Are you interested in expanding your career and making a difference in your community? Because, guys, the Academy of Warren for professionals that have a passion for working with students in the K-8 department and more, if you guys are interested, if you want to apply, call them at 586-552-8010. They are the Academy of Warren. It took exploring 50 different formulas and hosting countless taste tests, but we believe Gypsy Vodka is the smoothest vodka on the market. Don't believe us? Ask the owners. We're Mike and Adam Kazanowski with High Five Spirits Distillery. We're in close to about 1,200 locations throughout Michigan. We wanted to create a brand that was geared more towards 
freedom, love, adventure, and at the end of the day, we really wanted to tell a story that inspired other people to take risk, follow their dreams, whatever that might be. New to the game or a season better? OddsTrader.com has everything you need to make the right bet ahead of kickoff. Begin your handicapping journey with OddsTrader. Improve your edge by finding the best price on every game from sportsbooks in your backyard. Take advantage of the numerous sign-up bonus offers to pad your bankroll. Dive into key game statistics, player performance, and even account for the projected game day weather. Best of all, you can use the OddsTrader bet tracker to keep a log of your action. Welcome to OddsTrader, and best of luck. Three NBA championships. Detroit fans were there. Eleven Stanley Cups. Detroit fans were there. Four World Series wins. Detroit fans were there. And uh, that one Lions playoff win in 1991. Yeah, Detroit fans were there. Woodward Sports, where the fans are. Baker Mayfield's throwing him the football. Hey, they're better off with me throwing the football to DJ Moore. Make sure you download the Woodward Sports app in the App Store and the Google Play Store today. Take Woodward Sports with you wherever you go and listen live on your phone or mobile device. Jeff Iafredi here with OddsTrader.com because, guys, OddsTrader.com is the number one site for your game day bets. Today is Thursday Night Football, isn't it not? Go on to OddsTrader.com and place your best bet because they have play-by-play -play updates, live scores, and the best price on every game from multiple sports books. Go to OddsTrader.com right now for your best bet. All right, we are back here on the Morning Woodward Show, 9-15, joined by a very special guest, a guest who I want to punch in the face sometimes, but I still love him, and that is Owen, our Michigan State beat reporter here at the Woodward Sports Network. Owen? What's up, buddy? Oh, yeah. money. Oh, money. What, oh, why do you want to punch whoa, me in What's the up face? with the hair? Damn! How can you punch that guy in the face? <laughs> I man? Just, he looks good. <laughs> no, I like uh, I, you know, it's it's a big weekend for Michigan State. Um, I'm ready to dive into it. All right. Oh, God damn it, Fish. You didn't, <laughs> you didn't mute my mic, you jackass. He was doing this. I know you were going off about fantasy football in the. Uh... Yeah, he made He was doing this. Baker. I figured he was going back to you guys. What am I supposed to do? Fish, you're such a dumb mother. You know what? I'm fine being called that. It's fine. Fish, no. I what am you. I supposed to do? It's all right. I'll Fish. take blame for it. <laughs> you're goaded. You're goaded. Oh, Fish. God. Full context, guys. I was sending a message in my fantasy football group chat. Just so I you guys know all know. I didn't know he was going to keep the screen blank. And this is exactly what happened. Some off. idiot in a different league traded DeAndre Swift, Dallas Goddard, and Michael Gallup for DJ Moore, Darnell Mooney, Kyle Pitts, and Damian Pierce. Complete, mm. complete idiot. So I was just talking a lot of crap. So um, You want me to keep the mic I'm off as there's Fish, a black screen? Mute the fucking mic. It's not hard. <laughs> God damn it, man. Apparently it is. I just wore twice because of you. Enough. Jesus. Hey, Owen. How are you, buddy? You I'm want still doing job? good. <laughs> Jobs available now. Do you now. want to stop in the face? All right. Owen, look. Washington. Washington took care of business against Michigan State. Uh, they were favorites going into the game. <laughs> Michael Penix, what a player. Walk me through Washington, some of your takeaways, and then let's preview Minnesota this week. Yeah, biggest takeaway from that Washington game was the, there was no pass rush. Plain and simple. There needed to be. There wasn't. Uh, the past couple of games before that, there was great pass rush led by Jacoby Winman, back-to-back -back Big Ten Defensive Player of the Weeks. 
he had zero pressures on the quarterback. That's not good. Um, I, my Basically, my job was to watch the pocket the entire game, and there just wasn't enough pressure. And then the secondary, of course, was horrid as always. But with the lack of pass rush, there was just no shot for Michigan State to win that one. Michael Penix Jr. could go through three reads plenty of time, at least six seconds in the pocket. And that's that was the downfall for Michigan State. And then the, the run there was absolutely no run game whatsoever for Michigan State. Negative 14 rushing yards, the majority of the first half. It was unbelievable. The offensive line just wasn't blocking at all for Jarek or Jalen Berger. That was just killer for Michigan State. I thought Thorne did well. Um, I was impressed with his effort. Uh, Keon Coleman was fantastic. I'm not worried about the pass game at all, but the run game has got to be better this week against Minnesota. And you talked about it, Berger and Broussard, the offensive line in the run game struggling a little bit. They didn't win on the line of scrimmage offensively. But, Owen, we talked last week uh, about your confidence level heading into Washington. Does does this game change your confidence level moving forward, especially heading into bigger, more tougher Big Ten competition? It does not because I like the way we match up against Minnesota. I think this is what we're going to find out what Michigan State really is. That's such a big thing for this week. How are they able to bounce back? What is the identity of this team last year after both losses Michigan State had? Against Ohio State, they bounced back and beat Penn State the next week. Against Purdue, they bounced back and they beat Maryland the next week. We're going to find out. This is a starting conference play. The season is far from over. You could easily bounce back and have a massive season, even against the loss against Washington. So you beat Minnesota this week. I think that changes a lot of different things for Michigan State, but if you lose, then the season is starting to look tougher and tougher as you move on, and this is a must-win game for Michigan State. Mel Tucker was pretty vocal, I mean, I guess you could say after at, at the press conference about himself and, and taking accountability for how the team played, um, putting his name stamped with that secondary before the season, and we saw they played as well. I want to ask you, you were there, you were in Washington. Uh, what was Mel's message of the team after the game? Like, what was the aura of that locker room? Well, he, uh, he was not happy with the way – the effort. I think effort was the biggest thing because it felt like some guys weren't giving 100% effort. Cramps, again, were an issue. He's had a problem with that in the past. A couple guys had to leave because of that. It's just an all-around effort. Mel Tucker, obviously, he's a very optimistic guy, but there's been some tension in the football building this entire week leading up to this Minnesota game because everyone knows how big it is and the fact that you're coming off a loss. You win that one, you feel a lot more confident going to this one. But now you have you have to win this game. 3.30 at the Woodshed is the biggest game so far this season. Um, it's going to really set the tempo because then you go to Maryland, then you have Ohio State. It's plain and simple, you have to win this one. And if Michigan State wins this one, there's a very good possibility that Ohio State game will be at night at the Woodshed on ABC primetime. So... If that doesn't just give you enough to want to make that big, that big of a game right there, it's man. I would love to see Ohio State, Michigan State at, at night. But either way, you got to win this one, and it's going to start with stopping the run against Muhammad Ibrahim. The guy is fantastic. Had over 200 yards, three touchdowns this past week against Colorado. He is a force to be reckoned with. I'm not too worried 
about their past game so much because they just lost Chris Autumn Bell for the season. But Mohamed Ibrahim is a fantastic back. And then for Michigan State flipping to the other side of the ball, you've got to get the run game going. Minnesota has one of the best run defenses in the country coming off of last season. you got to be better. you got to run the ball more effectively so that they can set up that, that throwing for Peyton Thorne. Whether you have Jaden Reed or not, it doesn't really matter at this point. I feel, feel like for this game, because Keon Coleman is such a baller this season. I told you, Jeff, X, X player of the year, or X factor of the year for Michigan State, Keon Coleman, and he's been that so far on offense. All right, Owen, look, uh, you just slated the run of games coming up for Michigan State. Tough set of games. Ohio State not too far from the, uh, not too far away from now. They need to start winning these games. I think Minnesota is a must-win game. You cannot afford to lose a game like Minnesota where you already dropped a non-conference game. You likely will lose to Ohio State and Michigan, in my opinion. That's already three losses. Penn State, as of right now, they may be a top 10 team by the end of the weekend, maybe next weekend. So you you face Penn State to end the year on the road. Uh, this is a very difficult schedule right now looking for Michigan State. They have a lot of adversity coming up. They have to respond with a win against Minnesota. Or we're going to be talking about possibly a 7-5 and five football team. I, I mean, you're absolutely right. you got to be better. you got to win this week. And then who knows from there. Obviously, you would chalk up. You would think that Ohio State game is a loss and the Michigan game is a loss, but you really never know. So that opens up a lot more possibilities. But if you lose to Minnesota, then it's like if Michigan State beats Michigan, that may, basically makes your season, which is sad to say. But at this point, that's what it's come down to. I mean, you have to win this game Saturday. It's going to be massive. The crowd's going to be packed. I, the stakes are there. I mean, this is a massive game. There will be couches burned after the game of Michigan State wins in Cedar Village. Look, Minnesota, to me, one of the teams that were snubbed in the AP poll, I thought they should be. A, uh, they should have been a ranked team. Uh, Michigan mm-hmm. State, I believe, rightly so, uh, kicked, out of, kicked out of the poll. Uh, that was a bad loss at Washington. They didn't look competitive. Peyton Thorne did his best, but, boy, Michigan made, or excuse me, Michigan State made so many early decisions that just cost them the inability to hand the football off cleanly, the inability to recognize that Peyton Thorne is actually having one of his better games. Give him, give him the ball. Keon Coleman looked good. Barker looked good. There was a lot of positives you could take away, but man, that secondary Owen, last in the country last season, somehow they got worse. You got to blitz more. That's that's my biggest takeaway. They had one blitz dialed up the entire game. That is frustrating as just watching their secondary struggle. You've got to change things up. Um, Tucker talked about press conference after the game that there would be personnel changes. I don't know exactly what that is entailing, but I would you would have to think it has something to do with the defense and secondary. I don't know who's going to be playing call call playing this week for defense, but plain and simple, you got to blitz more. you got to change it up. You can't play soft zone every single play because you're, you're just, your secondary just isn't good enough. You have to realize that and adapt. Um, there was some adaption, but you have to dial up more blitzes. I can't stress it enough. You, you saw the pressure you got against Akron. You saw the pressure you got against Western Michigan. You have to do it again against Minnesota because 
Mohammed Ibrahim is going to run all over you. That's plain and simple. You have to stop the run in this one. So I'm a little bit less worried about the secondary in this game because they don't have Chris Autumnbell, their leading wide receiver for the rest of the season. It's all going to come down the run. Can they stop it? And then can they run the football? All right, fair enough. Well, Owen, can't thank you enough for joining us this morning. Well done, as always. You did a hell of a job. We'll be looking forward to seeing all your coverage over the weekend uh, between Michigan State and Minnesota. Give me your game prediction before I let you go. I'm going to say 27-21 MSU does win, and then they, they bounce back, and then you beat Maryland, and then you go into that night game against Ohio State with one loss. And I like it. I mean, they've never – I'm just saying this right now. Obviously, I'm not saying that they're going to win this one, but Michigan State has not lost at home with fans under Mel Tucker yet. So that's something to watch out for. Way to, way to jinx it, Owen. Yeah, no, I'm, still, I'm joking. Strong, I'm but good God bless. Owen, thank you so much. Have a good rest of your week. Thank Enjoy you, the game on Saturday. Uh, we'll definitely catch up early next week uh, to go over what we saw over this upcoming weekend. Mm-hmm. Thanks so much, Owen. Go green. Go white. All right, when we get back, Micro Mike will be joining us this morning here on the Morning Woodward Show to preview the Lions-Minnesota Vikings game. I'm excited to talk with Mike. We haven't gotten his reaction to the Washington win, so there's still a lot to cover. But before we go, i got to tell you about the official studio sponsor of the Woodward Sports Network, and that is Planet Fitness. Home of the judgment-free zone, your fitness is essential. For zero down, $10 a month, you can get started today and take care of your both physical and mental health. Get to a Planet Fitness near you with one of their many Metro Detroit locations or sign up today by visiting planetfitness.com. At work and at home, we're there with smarter security solutions. Featuring complete automation with customized alerts and more. For over 90 years, we've been the company that's been counted on to protect what matters most, all with personalized service and care. Right now, for a limited time, receive a free video device plus free installation with a new home system. Guardian Alarm. We protect Michigan. When you need apparel, there's only one place to go. Big Frog in Novi. With no setup fees, no artwork fees, no minimum, and a 24-hour turnaround, you can have your whole team outfitted in no time. Embroidery, direct-to-garment, vinyl, and screen printing, Big Frog has it all in all the styles you want. So whether it's a sports team, fundraiser, school event, or corporate needs, Big Frog is your one-stop destination. Visit bigfrog.com novi or call 844-4-BIG-FROG. Get a shot up. This is for the win. All of Detroit sports teams live on Woodward. All of Detroit sports coverage lives on Woodward Sports. Driving the best in Detroit sports coverage. Jeff Iafrady here, and I'm going to tell you about our friends at Ulta. Because, guys, uptime matters. Ulta equipment has everything you need to get the job done. Have a big project coming up. Ulta Rent has you covered. Call them today, 844-GO-TO-ULTA. That's 844-GO-TO-ULTA today. All right, we're back here on the Morning Woodward Show. 9-28 on a beautiful Thursday morning. And we are joined by the one, the only, Micro Mike. Good morning, Mike. Mike! Go Lions! Good morning, folks, and oh yes! We are almost here for another week of Detroit Lions football on Sunday, and I tell you what, 1-1 is much better than 0-2. 
Mike, you That's know what? Fact. We talked about it before the game, how important of a game it was. We discussed really after week one, those coaching decisions, you had to bounce back and just have a clean game. They absolutely did at Washington. Give me your thoughts on the Washington game before we preview Minnesota. Oh, I love the game. I love what the Detroit Lions defensive line did to Carson Wentz. They're getting after him, sacking him. Aiden Hutchinson living up to that number two status. That was the best part to me. Just seeing this guy just take him to the ground because now we can look forward to the rest of the games this season with Aiden Hutchinson getting double team and still smacking some quarterbacks. And Akuda, I got to say, what a hell of a job locking down. It is good to see this defense, at least piece of the defense, get a little bit better as the season goes along. We had this conversation earlier, Mike, and I want to get your opinion on it. Uh, if the Lions, dare I say, win this game against the Minnesota Vikings or even play it close, does it, because considering where the NFC North lines up, every, every team be, is one and one, the Lions would be at the forefront of that if they win, uh, depending on what happens with Green Bay and, and Tampa. But does it change your expectations for this season, depending on the results of this the game this Sunday? Yeah, it changes it a little. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. A little bit because I had initially when the schedule came out that the Detroit Lions would lose to the Minnesota Vikings in week three. It's at Minnesota. The assumption was, you know, we always fight these guys close and they'll probably come on top. So if we win, that gets it another win and a real chance to make a wild card spot. Because you would have to assume the Detroit Lions are going to take care of business against Seattle. Who knows what goes on with the Dallas Cowboys. And the New England Patriots right now are not what we really expect them to be. Well, we did expect with Matt Patricia's offensive coordinator. But you know what I'm saying. They're not the New England Patriots of old. Fair enough. Mike, my question for you is, you mentioned Jeff Okuda's so far really good performances he's had to start the season. Uh, TJ Hawkinson, not the best start. Who who are we looking for to step up that hasn't already? Because we know what Swift has brought to the table. We know what St. Brown has brought to the table. Who needs to step up on Sunday to give one the Lions player the that, best opportunity to win against Minnesota? Yeah, definitely one player that needs to step up for the Lions is Amani Awarie. It looks like he could be playing in this game. And last year, he was getting a lot of interceptions. He was locked down doing a really good job at his position but this year so far he's been a little bit lackluster he's been a problem and a lot of teams are taking advantage of it started in preseason and continue on to week one so if he plays in this game he's got to be able to take care of business with Adam Thielen who's a pretty good wide receiver he's been there getting it done against the Detroit Lions for many many years he needs to step up Akuda stepping up if he can take that spot we can get a couple turnovers because we've seen Cousins to Darius Slay connection was absolute fire. So I'd love to see Cousins to Amani Awarie connection on Sunday. All right, speaking of connections, this offense has been connected from the beginning of the year. They've been phenomenal. Fourth in total yards, Mike. Third in rushing yards per game. It has been, it has been refreshing 
to see Ben Johnson, this offense, really click. We saw it in joint practices. We saw it in hard knocks. You saw it on the first drive of preseason. You saw it throughout camp and the reports coming out. This offense was primed for a really good start to the year. Did we expect it to be top five? Uh, to be honest, I don't think anybody saw top five coming, but you definitely expected them to be one of the better offenses in the NFL because of their offensive line, because of the run game, because of Jared Goff and how comfortable he would be with Amon Ross St. Brown emerging. All this factors into what they are now, and this offense, Mike, 36 points a game almost. What? Where the hell did this come from, and can it continue? Hey, when you got Ben... Johnson at the helm his initials is BJ it's always winning he's done a phenomenal job with the Detroit Lions offense him Jared Goff and Dan Campbell getting together really starting halfway through last season and building an offense that kind of particularly helps out Goff and what he used to do when he was with the Rams putting the same type of situation in there and if you look at the Rams in 2018 they had a great running game guess what right now you got DeAndre Swift who is phenomenal in the run game 10 yards a carry so yeah, I think it's going to continue. You have to stop the run. No one can stop the run right now. The Lions offensive line is bullying, folks. They're opening up holes. And when it comes to Swift, he's smashing the hole really hard. And when you have somebody that can smash the hole really hard, it's hard to beat that offense. And then the play action opens up. And guess what? We're going to get a player in Williams here in a couple weeks. Play action pass is going to be sick if this run game continues with Swift, and I suspect it will. Yeah, no doubt, Mike. I mean, you got to slam the hole really hard. I mean, that's that's as expected. You got to you got to get a win. I want to ask you about Amon Ross St. Brown because, as we know, through two games, it's confirmed he's he's that dude. I mean, we know that. And you saw, I don't, I'm, I'm sure you've seen the comments him talking about Diami Brown too. About I didn't see him much out there, honestly, on the field at all. Like you could tell, he's got that killer instinct in him. What are your thoughts on his play so far and for the future for this season? What what are your expectations for him? Sky is the limit for Amon Ross St. Brown, and you've seen it in training camp. If anyone was there watching it, he was dominating the field. He has a different dog mentality. He's not a diva. He's a guy that works extremely hard. You've seen it also in Hard Knocks where his father making this guy lift weights. He, he does all the football catches before practice. This guy has that right mentality, and he's pissed off that he was taken so late in the draft. This guy is exactly what the Lions need, that kind of Golden Tate type of player but with a attitude. I love it, and Jared Goff loves it because he keeps throwing him the football, and with the yak, with him getting open, it's just going to continue. And again, I think he's going to make the Pro Bowl for sure, and uh, we'll see after that. Fair enough, Mike. Detroit, Minnesota, their first divisional game of the year. What can we learn on Sunday from this Detroit Lions football team that we may already know or not know? Uh, one of the things I'm looking forward to is coaching. Let's see if they can have another good performance like they did against Washington. No key decisions that were, uh, in my opinion, egregious. No mistakes that cost them a few possessions or cost them points. Uh, even the fourth and one at the goal, I don't mind that at all. They pinned them back. That's a great position to be in. You'd rather go for seven instead of the three. You end up getting a safety anyways. And then you take the punt return 52 yards downfield. You set up seven again. The rest is history. We know the story. But for me... Mike, I want to see coaching go into this week against Minnesota on the road, a difficult matchup, and really have a game plan to really stifle this offense that can be explosive in Minnesota with Justin Jefferson. What are you looking for? I'm looking for the Detroit Lions to be very physical in this football game. You're going into NMA territory. 
Very big crowd over there in Minnesota. They just got handed to by the Philadelphia Eagles. The fans are really upset. This is going to be an atmosphere that the Vikings team itself wants to punish Detroit for what happened the week before. So if Detroit can come in there and say, hell no, we're going to run it down your throat. We're going to take it to Kirk Cousins. We're going to sack this guy, and we're going to beat the hell out of you from quarter one to four and win this game on the road for the first road game of the year. To me, that would spell that this team is finally taking that next step that we've been waiting for, you know, when Jim Caldwell had this team. We've been waiting for Matt Patricia when he was destroying this team. Now we got a guy and a physical team that understands we can win now, and it's time to really show it to the rest of the NFL. And I don't give a damn where, you know, the other teams thinks. Like that 49ers mentality when they had Harbaugh. That's what I want to see on Sunday. And for Jared Goff's sake, I mean, we know the year Jared's having six touchdowns, one interception. Uh, not only is he leading the NFC North in, in touchdown passes, but he's second, I believe, in passing yards behind uh, Kirk Cousins. What, what what your thoughts on Jared, number one, but number two, what would you attribute that to? Is it Ben Johnson? Is the weapons around him, him being more comfortable? What are your thoughts on Jared Goff's play so far? Look, he's done a really good job for what he's positioned to do to be that game manager. I don't think he's an outstanding quarterback like a Karen Rogers or a Patrick Mahomes, someone <laughs> out there that's going to destroy the game for you. But I think he's a guy that can hold the fort down for sure. Just like in 2018, again, when they could run the football with Todd Gurley, he's got that running game. And more importantly, I think his confidence is up. Everybody has seen it. He seems more confident in this offense. He seems more confident in this team. He's been here year two. He understands that the leadership, Brad Holmes all the way down, believes in him. So I think having that all together and more talent on this team, he's comfortable and just letting it rip. Now, he's not going downfield every single pass, but he is taking his shots like he did not do last year because he believes in the players around him. He believes that he doesn't have to worry about getting pulled from the game, anything like that. He's just good to go and uh, letting golf be golf. Fair enough. Well, Mike, I can't thank you enough for joining us this morning. We appreciate it as always. Give me a final score prediction for Sunday. Here we go. Final score prediction. This one was a tough one, but I must say it's going to be a close game, folks. We always come down to the Minnesota Vikings. I think it's going to be a last second drive in the Detroit Lions win 31 30. Wow. I think we pull off the Tell victory in Minnesota. We're two and one. And everyone's leaning back and turning some heads. I, I hope it happens. Let's go, Lions. I love it, Mike. I love it. Thank you so much for joining us. Can't thank you enough. Uh, can't wait to have you on next week as well. Can't wait. Uh, you're doing a hell of a job. Appreciate it as always. When we get back, Jeff, the Detroit Pistons just made a trade. They did. My goodness. I, I... <laughs> it's 9 a.m., dude. Dude, Lee, <laughs> Kelly Olenek for Bogdanovich? We're going to talk about it. Utah looking like the Sacramento Kings right now. Thank you so much. God bless. <laughs> we will get to that in just a minute. But before we do, i got to tell you about my official drink on Sundays. And that's the Mulligan 8% alcohol, iced tea, lemonade, gypsy vodka mix. Look, people, when you spend the whole week working like I do, and you got to deal with people like fish, this is the go-to drink. Tastes He's a great. bit of an annoying ass. Gets man. into your comfort zone. You're supporting local, which is always a big thing for me. The Mulligan is the go-to drink for Sundays. In my household, I'll be sharing it with everybody when I invite the whole team over on a Sunday to watch the games. But regardless of the point, make sure you try the mulligan. Support a local always, and please drink responsibly. Hey, this is Mr. Kearney, Chief Academic Officer of Academy of War, 
I want to welcome you to the brand new field house. The state-of-the-art facility has a regulation basketball court, volleyball court, soccer field. It can be used for 707 football, our K-8 academic features, AM, PM, Lashkey, small classroom sizes, learning street, futuristic media center, free breakfast and lunch, Holton Mifflin curriculum, academic games, K-8 athletics and more. Enroll today at academywarren.net. For a limited time only, all new burgers and loaded fries at Big Boy. It's not a Slim Jim, it's the Big Jim. The chili cheese is such a tease. Guess what else is new? The bacon blue. How about upgrading those fries? Chili cheese fries, baked potato fries, nacho fries, what will it be? Satisfy those taste buds at Big Boy. Hey, it's Scott from the Bet Show. Thursday night football coming at you here tonight. We're going to break it all down with for you. We got a little bit of weather issues here tonight. We also got some pretty strong trends. You'll have to join us at 4.30 at the Woodward Bet YouTube page to hear all about it. You also got to get over to their app store and download oddstrader.com. It's got live scoring, play-by-play -play updates, the best place to check all the odds of sports books right in the palm of your hand. But hey, let's get to some fun coupons. We need some winners. So for tonight... I'm rolling with the Steelers. The Steelers are 20-6 and six against the spread in divisional games as underdogs under Tomlin. Sounds good to me. OddsTrader.com. Woodward Betts. Check it out. We are the network for Detroit. By Detroiters. Welcome to the Woodward Sports Network. Let me tell you about our friends at Big Frog because, guys, you can get a free Woolworth Sports t-shirt. That's right, a free Woolworth Sports t-shirt all month long at Big Frog and Ovi. Tell them we sent you, and they will print one out for you on the spot. But not just that, for anything, for your sports jersey wear, for the youth, contact Big Frog. They'll hook you up. Go to bigfrog.com slash Novi for more information. Jeff, breaking news. The Detroit Pistons sent Saban Lee and Kelly Olynyk to the Utah Jazz for... Boyan Bogdanovich. A bag of chips. We sent to the Utah Jazz. I'm going to say this too. Walk Troy me Weaver. It. My God. Troy Weaver, Troy Weaver, Troy Weaver. You're special, man. You're special. The fact that you flipped Kelly Olynyk, which I had concerns of because if you already have Duran, you have Nolan Noel, Isaiah Stewart, you got, a, you got enough big men to get Kelly Olynyk and space the floor for you, but you trade him for a guy who can. Also, space the floor for you. You need wing depth. You get Bogdan Bogdanovich, a career 39% three-point shooter. I love this. He averaged 18 points last year. He's an expiring contract. Worst case scenario, you let him walk. And you save about $12 million of what you would have paid Kelly Olenek. So I love this. I've always said for this team to, to have the success... And I'm not talking about winning all these games, but at least gelling, you need shooting. You need spacing for Jaden Ivey and Cade Cunningham, and you got just that. It's not just Sadiq Bey now. You have more shooting on the wing. And, and here you go, Bogdan Bogdanovich, a veteran, a guy who last year for the Utah Jazz in garbage time was shooting the hell out of the ball. So I love this trade. You know, it's, it's one of those trades where it doesn't move the needle, you know, from, from 30 wins to 45 wins. No, but it, may, it they did get better at him by doing that trade. You get rid of Saban Lee, who wasn't going to see much time this year anyway, and Kelly Olenek, who was already getting squeezed out of the rotation. So for those two players, you flip for a guy who's a damn near 40% three-point shooter for his career. I mean, I'm not saying this is on the level this of Marvin is a good Bagley, rotation piece, but talk man. about the trades he's made. Like Justin Jackson, or excuse me, Josh Jackson and uh, Trey Lyles for Marvin Bagley, and then you trade Kelly Olynyk and Saban Lee for Bogdan Bogdanovich. He's wheeling and dealing. 
He's wheeling and dealing. I don't agree with uh, a lot of uh, your comments this morning. Uh, Noel will not start. Isaiah Stewart will be the starting five. He will be part of the starting five, and he will be your number five. It'll be Cade Ivey, Sadiq Bay, Marvin Bagley, Isaiah Stewart. That is the starting five. I don't think it will be. I don't think it'll be anything else, Jeff. And now you have Bogdanovich coming off the bench. Now you have Killian Hayes off the bench. Jalen Duran. Right. You have pieces on this basketball team. I'm start. I'm really liking what I'm seeing from Troy Weaver. It was a bag of chips, as you said. He sent over a bag of chips. He got a whole burning truck of them. <laughs> Phenomenal. And I love it, man. And this speaks a lot to not only, I mean, you talk about Jalen Duran, and the biggest question we had is how ready is it going to be? And you saw it in the, in the summer league. He's going to get more playing time with now the departure of Kelly Olynyk. So this is great for uh, Jalen Duran. It's great for Isaiah Stewart. It's great for the young guys. And you're getting a wing who can shoot, which is the biggest need for this team. I get he doesn't play defense like Isaiah Livers, but you need spacing. And uh, he fits that mold. He could play him at the three or the four. So no complaints from me, Adam. I love it. I mean, this is a small trade, but it's significant in a way. You grab a veteran, but a veteran who isn't no slouch. He can shoot the ball. So I love it. All right, well, let's look at what it does to the rotations right now, right? Mm -hmm. Now, what was the one thing we had an issue with before this trade? When Cade's on the court and Sadiq Bey isn't, what shooting options do you have? Ivy's a rookie. Ivy's a rookie. Livers is, okay. But where is the playmaking ability for not only Cade, but for Killian Hayes? When Sadiq is not on the court, who is the primary shooter? That's a problem. No, it's not, there's not so Who much are the space guys in. that are going to sit in mm-hmm. their spots and create space? You don't have that. The Bogdanovich move, I love it. I love it. I love it. This is a guy I expect to get 20, 24 minutes a night. Hell, even 25, 26. Right. I could totally see it. Given how you're going to rotate when Cade and Sadiq need a break, you'll probably see Hayes, Livers, Ivy. They'll go small Bogdanovich on the court at the same time. Right. I really like this move. It gives Dwayne Casey a lot of flexibility. It does. The versatility we always talk about. Like, if you want to go, uh, you know, Cade, Jaden Ivey, Sadiq, Bogdan, and then you want to go Isaiah Stewart, there's your small ball lineup right there. And you got guys who can space the floor. Isaiah Stewart will see how that three-point shooting translates. I think he's going to be, you know, around 30%. I'm not going to say he's going to be near 40 his first year shooting the ball at a high at a high rate. But Bogdan, I mean, that's a guy – Those that's the type of pieces that guys trade for. I mean, even if it doesn't work out, let's say worst-case scenario, Bogdan is a bum, he doesn't play well, he's an expiring contract. And that frees up $12 more million for you this offseason to go and spend money. That's the big thing to take out of it. Troy, maintaining that flexibility. You have Alec Burks. You have Bogdan. Who, again, both those guys are 40% three-point shooters. You have Sadiq Bey, who we think can be a 40% three-point shooter. He had 50 last year. So, again, you're just adding more spacing for the rest of the team. And, and for Ivy and Cade, for the playmakers they have, Killian Hayes, this is a great thing. They needed shooting at him. They needed more shooting. And they got just that by doing the trade in Utah. Whew, they're tanking for Victor. I mean, this tells us they're trading all their assets away. I believe Mike Conley's probably going to be out next if they can trade him. Uh, but yeah, I mean, Utah's heading into a rebuild. They want to suck this year and be the worst team in the NBA. And the Pistons capitalize off that by getting one of their assets. They're basically trading away for nothing. So it's a win. It's a it's a W trade by by Troy Weaver, and he's maintaining that flexibility with the salary cap and and with different players. Does so. this all but guarantee Russell is staying in LA? Um. Because of what the Pistons, the Utah trade. deal. Oh well, 
I think they're still going to try and attempt to trade for a well, trade Russell away. Maybe a team that wants to suck takes Russell in because he has one year left on his contract and you can get rid of him. Um, but it, again, Utah, I'm not going to be surprised if they start eating contracts as well for one year. I mean, who knows? But Utah, they want to suck, period. And they're going to do just that this year. So whether it's Victor Wembanyama, Scoot Henderson, whoever it is, they're targeting the draft this upcoming year. That's for sure. Fair enough. Well, when we get back, it is mailbag time. So get all of your questions in the chat regarding the Pistons trade, the Minnesota Vikings, Detroit Lions game, Michigan, Michigan State, whatever it may be. Drop your questions in the Woodward Sports chat, and we will get to it in just a bit. But before we do, Jeff, our good friends over at the Sports Marketing Agency. Guys, our friends over at SMA, they let people know it's okay to not be okay. They spread awareness about mental health and, ob- and other substance abuse. Their new podcast, this is the F word, F word standing for fentanyl. Help spread awareness of fentanyl and other addictions. Go to thesportsma.com if you are struggling or know someone who is. Hi, my diamonds. It's Crystal with an X. Want to get hot and perfect like me? Here's my super easy routine. (laughs) Drink at least a gallon of water before you wake up. (laughs) Attach a weight to everything in your house. Sell your car and just sprint everywhere. Scream when you exhale. Don't follow Crystal with an X. Do your own thing at Planet Fitness with tons of equipment and free fitness training in our clean and spacious clubs. Join now for just $10 a month and cancel anytime. Detroit's downtown summer playground is back. Open all summer long, the Monroe Street Midway. Enjoy roller skating, free Wi-Fi, food trucks, art installations, and so much more. Don't forget to take advantage of the basketball court, putt-putt, and, of course, family programming all summer long. All art installations are done by Detroit artists, and it's a fun, safe event from people 1 to 100. Go to deckedoutdetroit.com. We don't like to brag that we are the toughest sports network in Detroit. But we do have a guy named Darren McCarty on our side. Lemieux and McCarty, who've had a good knockdown drag up. There they go, right on the whistle. Oh, baby, talking to one another. Woodward Sports. Jeff Iafrady here. Let me tell you about our friends at the Fulling Warehouse in Hamtramck because, guys, it's the home of the original football bowling game. Two to play for $12, the unlimited open play, or you could pay $120 and get an entire lane reservation for up to you and 10 other individuals. $2 Michigan Beer Machine. They have a full bar. Check it all out. FullingWarehouse.com. All right, we are back here on the Morning Woodward Show. We'll start with this really interesting question from Ben. Ben asks, what Detroit sports team do you want to see win a championship oh, the most? Oh, this is easy. See, I don't think so. It's easy. And I'm going to disagree. It's not the Lions. It's the Lions. No, no, no. All right, easy. go ahead. Easily. No. Uh, they, they, they're <laughs> the organization that needs to be validated out of all the other teams. The Red Wings, hear me we out. know they've done it. The I Pistons, know. they've done it. The Tigers, eh, well, you're hoping they've done it, but they at least have to get back to that point so, of contending. So hear me out. It's the Lions. Hear me out. The hear city would out. go crazy. I, I'm going to say the Tigers. And hear me out. The Tigers haven't won a World Series since 84. It's been a while. We had that decade stretch where we really gave up golden opportunities to not only get to World Series, but win multiple World Series. The Lions haven't won a division since 93. They haven't won a championship since my great-grandmother was They haven't won a alive. Super Bowl ever. But what, where I'm getting at here, yeah. but hear me out. Where okay. I'm getting at is, with the Lions, I would love to see a division title. I would love to see a playoff win. 
Because I'm not, I'm not even throwing the Super Bowl right now. Because you don't think it's a reality right now. Not that it's not a reality, but context, I am dying more right now for a division and playoff win than I am for a Super Bowl. What would mean? Because more? if you win, because if you win your division and you win playoff games. You're in contention for it anyways. Oh, no. But for the Don't Tigers, I think the Tigers are winning a World Series, man. That That is something we're missing. We had the 04 Pistons. Right. You had the 2008 Red Wings. Since the 2000s, you've seen multiple championships. Can I ask you? You what? haven't seen the Tigers? You've never seen the Lions. And believe me, again, the Lions winning a Super Bowl, that would be hell on earth. What would mean Detroit, more to the, what Detroit would, would be up in arms. What but, would it mean more to the city? The Lions obviously okay, winning well, a Super Bowl, but... In reality, how about we just start with the division and a playoff win? Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah, but the question was who, who like, what, what team do you want to see win one more right now? Right, right now, I would rather see okay, the Tigers. Well, well, either team ain't winning one right now. I'll tell you that. <laughs> so well, I get what you're coming from. I'm not going to say you're an idiot, but oh, I disagree. Go with the Lions. Lions would need to win that thing. Guys, you're not allowed to talk about the Super Bowl when your last division was in 93. So how about we take baby steps? How about you win your division first? How hey, about you win and, a playoff game? And you're game? not allowed to talk about the Tigers when they've been in three rebuilds in eight years. All right? So and they've you, been to two World Series since 2006. I'm not t- Okay, so... They've been so there. my point. They've been there. So that's why you're making my point. No, but they've but you've been disappointed because they've gotten so close and they've come up short multiple times. Hear me out. I'm not The Lions winning a Super Bowl will trump anything in this town. I agree, but hear me out. But the Tigers out. were this close. The David Ortiz Grand Slam, swept yes, by the Giants. I, I, hear me I, out. I, I get you. Right? I get you. I get and you. then you get the Lions. They've never gotten anywhere. They haven't even won a damn division in my lifetime. So <laughs> where I'm going is seeing the Tigers win, I, that comes full circle to me. If the Lions turn this around and they build a contender and they're going to contend for the next six, seven, eight years and they end up getting to a Super Bowl, dare I say winning a Super Bowl, Right. that changes everything. I know. I know. What, what are we doing here? Why You're, the hell is this lady trying to open the door? Why is she walking away? What the hell is that? Do you want me to open it? <laughs> you know what's funny? We've had, we've had I was a lot getting of ready. She's from Jack's car wash, I think. To walk through what, the studio what, while could, we're doing a show, but she, she's from it's Jack's alliance. car wash. I mean, we disagree. We agree to right. disagree. No, I, again, I don't, I don't disagree with what you're saying. The Lions winning would be, obviously, it would trump anything. Right. But you've never even you been, you you haven't been to a championship game, an NFC championship game since the, 91. That's not the question. I, I'm giving context, though. I get you. I get you. I get you, but you're Fair making enough. my point. All right. You're All right. making my point. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What uh, else we got here? All right. What do we got? Uh, let's see. Also, why would we start? Uh, why would we start winning a division when the Tigers are total cheeks? Um, yeah, but the Tigers again. The point is, they've gotten to the pinnacle. They've come up <laughs> short. The Lions have never even teased you outside of '91. Detroit made says if the Lions win a Super Bowl, I'm ready for the afterlife. Oh, everybody is. <laughs> Everybody would be. I agree 100%. It's ready for the afterlife. Come on. Oh, God. Guys, are you going to have... Uh, oh, we're not doing this. Uh, Adam, will Maryland cover the 17 and a half this weekend? I don't believe so, no. Let's see. Kelly played mostly five, which would have logged yeah, out. Would have been a log jam. jam. Yep, yep, yep. I agree. Clear no, it's a great up. trade. Now you can get more Darren, more Noel, more Isaiah Stewart, who can line up at the four for you, along with Bagley. I really like the trade. Uh, let's see. I am missing the questions. Where are they? What are the keys to victory against the Vikings? Uh, ooh, pressure on Kirk Cousins and the Lions' ability to continue what they've been doing on the ground. They have to keep being effective running the football. If they can do that, I think they have a chance. Jeff? I'm with you. 
100%. Yeah, I'm with you. I, I was reading this comment because I thought it was funny. Um, this <laughs> Raul Rosas Jr. Uh, just got a contract at 17, and Jesse Adams asked, what do you think that 17-year-old who got a contract from Dana White would be able to kick Braylon and Ryan's ass at the same time? I'll be honest, he'll kick all of our asses. I don't think there's just limited to one or two people. Rosas would kick all of our asses. He was he was incredible, man. 17 years old, beating a grown man's ass. Now, by the way, from Michigan. Shout out to him, by the way, who he fought. But, my God. Speak. Kelly, the second most clutch shooter on the team. Okay. Has just, there been any word on Jameson we'll Williams' return? Not that I've heard. Right. Kelly, the second most clutch shooter on the team. Uh, yeah, well, did you uh, just read that? I'm sorry. Yeah, I did. Um, trying right. to process what Easy just said. I'm going to um, delete the comment. <laughs> uh, yeah. uh, Jeff and Adam, do you think the Lions have done enough to earn a primetime game this season? Nope. Nope, they haven't. Uh, they will get flexed later on in the year if needed so it's too early like you said no the sample size isn't enough it's irrelevant if they are division contenders by week eight week nine week ten they're probably going to get flexed in a divisional matchup but that's it what do we Let's got J Troy weaver in essence turned jeremy grant into jalen duran turned mason root uh mason Plummy's into a few second rounds and turned kelly olenic into bogdan Bo trust in troy yeah, Daryl, you're right, man. You're right, my man. Troy Weaver just operating differently. He really is. I mean, for him to be in his first three years and to see what he's done with this roster through trades, and we haven't even spent big money in free agency yet. I mean, besides when he paid Jeremy Graham, I mean, if you want to call that big money, I'm talking about going out and getting one of these big fish. And he still hasn't done that. So, Troy Weaver, he's just getting started, people. The party's just getting started. We'll see. But he's already, in my opinion, not call me bias. He's one of the best general managers, I think, in terms of how he operates and how he thinks in the league. But wins and losses got to back that up, no doubt. What do we got? All right, let's see what else. Rank the four Detroit GMs. We're going to go Steve Eiserman, Brad Holmes, Troy Weaver, Scott Harris. Yeah. It's, it's hard to rank. Like Tough for me with Troy because he has proven a lot. Right. Him but and Brad are like kind of at that forefront of they have to take that next step. They have a lot of they talent they've do. acquired. They've both acquired the talent. But we'll we, agree first and in, in the, the fourth or no question. First and four, no doubt. Steve I think, Eiserman. Can I can I say two A and two B? Yeah, that's fair. That's honestly that's fair. at this point. I, they're they're really close to me, so no no knock on Weaver at all. Absolutely. Who scores more, uh, Abraham or Thorn? Uh, go Thorn. Thoughts on the World Cup? I hope the U.S. does well. I'll be rooting for him. There it is. Go USA. Let's see. Last question before we get out of here. What big boy are you going to be at tomorrow? The one in Rochester, correct? Yes. In Rochester. Come hang out with us. We'll be there. We're doing the morning show from there. Who knows? I mean, last time we did a show at the big boy, it was was a lot of fun. A lot of crazy stuff happened. So you guys are going to want to tune in. And if you're in the area, come say hi. All right, Honestly. well, that's it for us. Thank you so much for tuning in this morning. Appreciate it as always. Yes. We will see you guys tomorrow morning at Big Boy. I can't wait. Thursday night football tonight. Ooh. Jeff, who you got winning, Cleveland or Pittsburgh? Ugh. Uh, I'm going to go with Cleveland. I'm going to yeah, go Pittsburgh. Go I'm going to go Pittsburgh Fish. Don't do it. That's it for today. You all have a great rest of your Thursday. Check out Big D Energy at 11 o'clock. We're out of here. Go, bro. Woof, woof. <laughs>